everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. This is Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. How are we today? We're back. I'm going to feel a little out of place. It's a little different over here. I took We took your spot over. We moved you. Nobody cares <laughs> what you're talking about. All that anybody cares about is that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. strikes again. He has become your worst nightmare, your Freddy Krueger. No. He will just not leave you be. Yeah, we, huh? we, we'll talk about that a little later. He got some other issues, some more pressing issues. Oh, Did you really? hear that press conference? Yeah. That didn't sound like a man that was very enthused. Did it sound like that to you? Yeah. I, I got a bunch of bleep going on. Really? Well, tend to that bleep and well, then get back to us. Okay. Well, he did, and he's back. <laughs> he looked great to me. Okay. I am so ready for football <laughs> season and so ready for today's show. Let's jump right in, gentlemen. And speaking of the man Skip just mentioned, the NFL's top 100 players list revealed guess who atopped the list? Yep, Tom Brady. After throwing for a career high in passing yards, TV 12 finds himself ranked as the NFL's best for the fourth time since the list was created. Finishing in second and third, Aaron Donald and reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers. Shannon, what do you think? Did the players get this one right? No, I don't believe they got it right. I still believe that Aaron Donald and Tom, Br and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are better players. Are they more accomplished? than Tom Brady. No, this is not about the GOAT discussion. And so if you want to have that discussion, we can have that discussion at a later, bait and t a later debate, a later time and date. But we're talking about the best player in 2021. And I believe the best player in 2021 was Aaron. Was Aaron I, I would have put Aaron Rodgers because he came off back-to-back -back MVPs, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions, had the number one seed in back-to-back -back seasons. Aaron Donald, if you want to make a case, I can make a very, very strong case for him. And if they had put Aaron Donald number one, I wouldn't even fault. I wouldn't even fault Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, Aaron Donald being number one over Aaron Rodgers. When you look at his body of work, the NFC Championship game, he made the two plays that changed the complexion of the game. You look at the Super Bowl, he changed the complexion of the Super Bowl. Back-to-back -back plays on third down and on fourth down, he made the play. So Aaron Donald could have easily been number one. And I know he's chomping at the bit to get to number one. Skip, I get it. Tom Brady, I, and I think the thing is what people are looking at, it's like, man, this man is doing this at the 40, at the age of 44. He's in his 21st. He's in his 22nd. He's going to go to 20, his 23rd season. That's fine and good. But I don't believe I don't believe right now that he's a better player than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes goes from one to eight. Really? And he had the number one seed again, and he threw for 37 touchdowns, 4,800 yards. I just think the players sometimes, Skip, they get caught up and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe Tom Brady is putting up these numbers at this age. And everybody knows how hard it is to play this game at this level. But it's a lot easier to play quarterback at a right age, considering the rules and all the protection that's been afforded him, as opposed to any other player. But I, I just don't get it. I mean, yes, uh, uh, Rodgers had 4,100 yards, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. He was the number one seed. Uh, Brady had big numbers, but he threw the ball basically the equivalent, the equivalency of six more games. He had 188 more throws, and he only had four more big-time throws and six touchdowns. Do you think Brady had Rodgers thrown the ball as many times as Tom Brady? His numbers wouldn't have been as impressive, if not more impressive, when you consider Tom Brady had 15, 15 turnovers, which was his most since 2009. Aaron Rodgers had four. Rodgers had a better completion percentage, yards per attempt, lower interception, fewer turnovers. So when you watch both of them plays, I think you can come away saying, okay, Rodgers is the better player. Now, does he get it done like Brady does in cr uh, uh, crunch situation? He didn't. 
He had two home games in the playoff game, especially the championship game in Tampa. Ooh, I still hadn't gotten over that. And then he had Jimmy G. You got to beat Jimmy G on your home field. And so, Skip, maybe something, and maybe, just maybe, uh, uh, players don't like the way Rodgers carried himself. Maybe the, some of the things that he said hurt some people. And the way he talks and talks to, uh, to his wide receivers, he's getting on them. And, 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 and if you look at it, Brady does strike you as a guy that, you know what, I like to have a beer with Brady. I can sit down and talk to Brady. Brady does not see himself or view himself as better than me or overseer of me. So for me, Skip, no. Uh, uh, if Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Donald had been number one, Skip, I'm not coming out here. I probably would have fought you a little bit more had Aaron Donald not been number one like I am now. But I just don't believe Tom Brady is the best player in 2021 of last season. I do not believe that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do that can convince me that he is because I saw the tape. I watched every game that he played. I watched every game that Aaron uh, Rodgers played. And I watched Aaron game, every game that Aaron Donald played. For me, the best player that's in the NFL currently is number 99 for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Mm. He's the best player. I didn't say most valuable. I said the best player is Aaron Charles Donald. Yeah, you put Aaron Rodgers as your number one. Why didn't you put Aaron Charles Donald? But, I, Skip, I was looking at it from a player standpoint. When you look at back-to-back -back MVPs, I mean, we don't get Skip, we don't get that very often. Now, there have only been a handful of occasions. Now, you go way back. Jim Brown did it. But for the most part, what? Aaron Rodgers going back-to-back. -back. I think Peyton Manning went back-to-back. Uh, who else went back-to-back? -back? Somebody else went back-to-back. -back. Maybe Steve Young went back-to-back. -back. But it doesn't, it's a, it's a rarity. But Aaron Donald is the most dominant player in football. I think we can agree with that. And I know well, you... I think I can agree with that. You I think he's the most overhyped player. Man, you better stop playing. No, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I think when it's all said and done, I think he's going to be here at LT. We buy him for that top spot, a best defensive player. But you know what? Since you put it like that, yeah, Aaron Donald should have been number one. After, after year, last year, he finished number two. And again, number, he's like, what the hell do I have to do? Somebody's quarterback's in trouble this year. Mm. I bet he finished number one in 2023. Mm. What you want to bet on that? Put some cases on that. I'm putting two cases on it right now. Two cases on Two, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald will be the be voted to like play. a sympathy award for Aaron, <laughs> No, you cried all last year about Tom Brady being number seven. That's a sympathy award. He went from seven to one. Two two years ago, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I'm not talking about the, the one that just came out. The one before that, when uh, I think Aaron, um, Patrick Holmes was number one, voted number one. Okay, I, I'll bet you two cases Aaron Donald is not number okay. one next year. Bet it. Bet. Okay. I thought maybe you were starting to see the light. The light is my disqualifier for this entire exercise is that the truth is that the quarterback position is so much more valuable. It's yes. 10 times more valuable than Aaron Donald's yes. position that the top 10 should be all quarterbacks. I've said this for years and years <laughs> and years, but I have to, to deal with what, what gets presented to me. And I thought you were finally dealing with it by saying, Oh, well, I at least have to pick a quarterback, maybe no, not no, no, Brady, no, 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 no. to go number but one. But see, Skip, you're doing the, that's a flawed argument because you're saying most valuable. They're saying the best player. Hey, but, what, what's the difference? There's a big difference. There's no difference. Skip, so in other words, you're saying any quarterback, because he plays the position, he's a better player than other said player. If he's better than, no. Okay, he's just more valuable yes. because of the position he plays, and, and he has far more impact on the game. So if you're ranking players, you better put quarterbacks in the top Skip. ten. Skip, that's like saying a pitcher is better. Yes, a pitcher is more yes. valuable. But 
The well, Babe Ruth. At least a pitcher and, only pitches every fifth day. At least a everyday player plays every day in but, baseball. A quarterback plays every game. Yes. Every snap of every game. Most players play every snap. Yes, he has added value for the simple fact of what you're saying. But, Skip, I can be valuable and not be better than someone else. Okay. So then you said people have to wake up. This is not a career achievement award. Yes. And the people are actually... Football players. They're actually his peers. They're, they actually compete against him on the football yes. field. They were the ones who voted him number one. So they're not just people. They're players. His peers said he's the best player, the most valuable player, however you want to define it. He's number one uh, in football. So, however you want so to define it. So you like the players it. voting now. When they voted him seventh, you say they don't know what they're talking I'm, about. I'm now they saying, voted him number you one. You just dismiss them as people <laughs> got to give this up about career achievement that is not a career achievement yes. award. I tried to tell you last year that Pro Football Focus vote. We're just talking about the regular season first. They they rated they graded Tom Brady as the number one quarterback. They said he had a better year overall. If you break down every play that he played, he had a little bit better year than Aaron Rodgers did. Even though Aaron did obviously win back to back MVP. Yes. But when Brady can come up with career bests in completions and yards passing and touchdown passes. When he can no, that one is, he didn't have a career best touchdown. He only had 40. He had 40. I, I'm sorry, 43. 50. But he had career best in yeah. the first two categories. But 43 total Yard. led the league. It yes. led the league. Yes, okay. it did. And his yardage right. led the league. All right, led the league. That pro football focus is saying that he was the better quarterback, that, that he had a little better graded year than Aaron Rodgers did. Okay. Now we get to the postseason, which does count in this because this, these votes – were, were allegedly taken after the season. Well, Aaron Donald should have ran away with it. Okay. Well, guess what? You just picked Aaron Rodgers, unless you just did no, but, rescind. But no, no. But see, I was I was assuming, Skip, they were not factoring in. I thought they did this before well, the season. I, I'm pretty sure they did factor it in. Because, I don't know. Because, Skip, if you factor in the postseason, it's not even close. It's a runaway. It should it should have been. They should have just went ahead and had him a trophy, not even had the award show. Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers had yet another number one seed and yet another no. home game and lost to Jimmy G. Ain't no way, ain't no way Skip. Okay, and that's back-to-back -back years. He lost the the first-ever NFC Championship game at home to this guy, yes. the GOAT. Yes. Right? Yes. And I, I have to wonder if there's still a little bit of Brady hate or maybe it's just Brady resentment operating somewhere under the surface over there because you have said for years it's time to go home, no, still, right? Still. You said when we started this show six years ago, Tom... You gotta hang them up. Did I it, did did I did I see Brady playing this well this 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 late in his career? No. But Skip, did you think Tom Brady was gonna leave New England? If somebody told you Tom Brady six years ago was gonna leave New England and play for somebody else, would you have believed him? How much would you have been willing to bet that Tom Brady would need leave New England? You wouldn't you'd have, you'd have bet you'd have bet you probably a lot of money that Tom Brady wouldn't do leave New England. And given what they have in New England, they don't have Mike Evans, they don't have a Chris Godwin, they don't have a Tristan Ward, they don't have a Donovan Smith. Their defense is not player for player better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So when you extrapolate all of that and put all that together, mm -hmm. yes, it's not a surprise. And given the rules that's been in place to protect the quarterback and to protect the receiver, Skip, he's been afforded things you and I both know. He played in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. He's not playing 23 years because the rules wasn't in place to protect the quarterback like they do now. That's not to take away from him say he's not doing it, but you know the way the game is set up now, Skip, it's a lot easier to play longer than it was back then because teams hit basically 
th or Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. There was no walkthroughs. There was none of that bull jive. They put people on the ground. And so, not the quarterback, but I'm saying the punishment that he would have endured in the regular season, there's no way in hell Tom Brady would still be standing in year 23 yeah, at age of 45. you have dismissed him as nothing but a guy who's perfected dinking and dunking, yes, getting rid of the ball yes, in 2.2 seconds. That's what you do, Skip, if I don't want to get hit, hell. Okay. I mean, when you play, when you used to play, we used to play in the street, tackle the man with the football. You got about the football as quick as you possibly can because if you didn't, somebody's going to put your ass down on the cement. So that's what Tom does. Tom knows they're going to hit him. So you look at what they did the other night. We're, I think we're going to talk about this okay, a little later. Okay, so, so maybe he could have lasted in any other no, era no, 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 because no. he's getting rid of the ball so fast, right? That's no, what you no, – no. well, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Do you, you remember what happened with uh, – uh, what's his name? Jim, Jim McMahon. Mm -hmm. When Charles Martin derailed that season in 86, mm -hmm. he even grabbed him and throws him down. You remember how uh, – too tall, too tall. Me and Joe Green uh, uh, was, was, was just destroying quarterback. What about Turkey Jones when he slammed Terry Bradshaw and almost broke his neck? Mm -hmm. You think they do Tom Brady? Bruce Smith jumped outside. That's where the, uh, the, uh, uh, the false drive elevated to the quarterback came when Bruce Smith jumped outside and knocked Boomer's, Boomer aside. Now, go back and look at that tape. Okay, Tom well, you could get away with it today. You'd get no, thrown <laughs> out of the game and you get fined. You no, might get suspended, but no, you could do it. No, no. I think the rules are different now. I think back then, Skip, they a lot of teams, they dislike the other team that much. They dislike the other players. So they were literally trying to knock someone out the game. They would put a bounty on your head. The NFL mm. did away with the bounty system. But, I'm, Skip, I'm, see, I think you, th you think I'm trying to take away from Tom. I'm just saying it's a lot easier to play in this era. I'm not saying the guys aren't good. The guys are talented, and the guys are getting more talented. But I'm saying the rules that's been implemented to, to protect the quarterback, to protect the receiver. Skip, we, I had never heard of a defenseless receiver. How are you defenseless? You got a helmet and shoulder pads on just like everybody else. Mm. The whole, the, the name of football is about, is about intimidation. That's what the game was built on, intimidation. Now they're taking the intimidation out of it because if you hit somebody too soon mm. or you hit somebody too hard, they're going to throw a flag at 15 yards. They might suspend you. They might throw you out the game. So all I'm saying is Tom Brady had a phenomenal season. I'm not denying that. But I've seen, have you, I've seen him have better seasons. Just big skip. He threw the ball more than anybody in the history of the game. He also threw the most air distance in the whole NFL. And you've dismissed him as dinking and dunking and getting rid of the ball. But you have to seven-step drop and hold the ball long enough to throw it down the field if you're going to lead the whole league in air distance. Skip, but the thing about air distance, if the ball is not complete, what have you done? If you throw a 50-yard incompletion, you throw a 40-yard incompletion, what is that? That goes to your air distance, but that's a long fly ball. Okay, but but still, you need to loosen up the defense. Yes, you I need get... to make them respect the fact yes. that you will go bombs away at any single moment. You're not just some game-managing dink and dunker. Let me ask you a question. Patrick Mahomes is not going to lead the league in their distance. You know mm. why? Because they know he'll throw the ball over your head. Their mm. offense isn't predicated on jailbreak. They will run it, but Patrick Mahomes is pushing the ball down the field. So he's already got them softened up. Brady is all about jailbreak, bubble screens, getting the ball out of his hands, three-step drops. That's a lot of what Brady does. And there's nothing wrong with that, Skip. Mm. I don't want people to stay at home to think I'm saying there's something wrong with that. But I'm saying that's his offense is to get the ball out of his hand. And Tom Brady, the 5,300 yards, the 43 touchdowns, that's a phenomenal season. But I don't believe right now, heading into 2022 season, that he's better than Mahomes, he's better than Rodgers, he's better than Aaron Donald. Is he more accomplished? Is he the GOAT? You want to say he's the GOAT? I won't even fight you on that this morning. 
but I believe Aaron Donald, Rodgers, and Mahomes are better players okay. currently than Tom Brady. I'm going to defend Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. against your onslaught over this. <laughs> this was not about career achievement. If you watched last night, every quote from every player about Brady was in the now. Now, 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 now. He just is the best, 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 best. This is an astonishing achievement for a 45-year-old man. You want to talk about shattering the mold? We didn't think anybody could play at any real level past 40 years of age. And now to Unless get to... Unless you're a kicker or punter. But, but I'm just yeah, saying... Yeah, at, skill, at any, a real position player. Any position player, you're correct. But to get to 45 and be voted the best player in football is flat out astonishing to me. I just sat back last night and I said, this gives me goosebumps. That, that these players, these young players, just said, I'm sorry, he's just the guy and he's still the guy. That They're afraid of him. They don't like to play against him because he just picks them to pieces. And if you want to trash talk him, as you know, he will trash talk you right back. Mm -hmm. He stands up to, uh, to the onslaught that he gets on the field every single Sunday because there's a big target on his back and a big target on that team's back all last year because they were the reigning champs. And he still had... An all-time great. You can argue whether it was his greatest. Obviously, the 2007 in New right. England was pretty special. Yeah. And he won another MVP. What was that, 2000? Yeah, he did. But, but it's astonishing to me that when this award started, the top 100 vote started 20. in 2011, he wins it. And then he won it a couple more times. And then he, we go full circle to age 45, and he wins it again. And I'm here to tell you, he ain't done yet. I told you when he quote-unquote retired, I said, there's no way he's... I, I sat over here and I just pounded the desk for day after day. I just said, this is impossible. He's too good to retire. I don't know what he's going to retire to. Obviously, at some point, he's going to come here and join us right. as our teammate. But the point is, now that you look back at his retirement decision... You're you're being voted the best player in football, and it wasn't some gift that they handed yeah, him. Yeah, I think I think I think the age of 45, he has the best story, and and and, and narratives has always worked well when you're doing a story, no matter what you're talking about. A narrative works. Okay, but, 45 but the way years. these players are talking, they're they're just asked. They got their list in their hand, you know, and they're thinking, best player. Well, it's. It's just Brady. So he just how, is. Now, right now, Tom how, Brady. How, how many of them you know played the role of 45, played a role in it? He's 45. You keep blaming up. He's doing this at the ripe age of 45. He's doing this in his 20, 22nd season. He's doing this. He's doing this. Skip, that's a compelling okay, but, story. But, but you won't respond to the fact pro football focus graded him, and they don't care about career achievement. They graded his yeah. regular season last year number one. Yeah. Okay? I, mean, I, I kept I, telling you. I, I told you, you, you he deserves MVP over Aaron Rodgers last year, and you laughed at me. Well, it sounds like the players are on my side. Well, but here's the thing, Skip, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm just saying you know how I feel about pro football focus, grading. I mean, at some point in time, you're going to have to tell people the criteria you're using in which you're grading these players. But that's neither here nor there. That's another discussion we can have at another date and time. Skip, when you look at Don Aaron Donald, if you say, okay, I believe they factored in the postseason, who had a more dominant postseason than Aaron Charles Donald? Mm. Well, he, he got to play against a Joe Burrow who had been sacked a record number of Skip. times in the regular and the postseason. Skip. He was sacked 70 total times. That They replaced four out of the five positions I, across the offensive line. That's how easy pickings it was against what? Cincinnati. All that, be that as it may, all the times he got sacked, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals wound up in the Super Bowl.
where they couldn't keep sacking him enough to keep him out of the Super Bowl. No, Kansas City sacked him and sacked him and sacked Tennessee him. Tennessee sacked, sacked him nine times. And, him, right? and they still won. Okay. But it was Aaron Donald mm. on third down, on third of the inch, said, yep. no, you can't go. And on fourth down, did you see the plays that he made in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game? Yep. So in back-to-back -back games, he showed you he's the most dominant. Mm. He showed you he's the best player. Mm. Now, you said they factored in the playoffs, so I'm just going by that. If you say that's the case, okay. now, I thought they were just going by regular season. But if they factored the postseason in, Aaron Donald is no question. We will discuss in depth Aaron Charles Donald in a few <laughs> minutes here on the show. But right here, right now, we're talking about the GOAT who on Saturday night played a series and looks sensational. He, he looks, it, it, dare I say, better than how, ever. How, how was the air distance? Better how, than how ever. Many, how many 20-yard passes did he throw? Could we see the 20-yarder to that new number 85, please? Just that new guy, number 85. I don't know who this 85 is exactly, but this is 20 yards. Does this look like it's got some mustard on it? Who's 85? Oh, it's Julio Jones. That's Julio Jones. Can we see this again? This is Julio Jones. You're going to see a whole lot of this this year. Little comeback, sweet, right on the money, with some juice on it, with some electricity. His arm looks stronger than ever, thanks to Tom House, my friend out here in Southern California that Tom works with through the offseason. So, why, why, I, I, why, you, why you didn't show all those shallow crosses? Huh? Why you didn't show all those three-step drops? Well, I mean, he, he, threw, he threw eight passes. That was one twenty yard. Where yep. was the rest of them? Well, I'm just saying he can do whatever you want. Just, whatever the defense gives him, he'll take it because he's got a cannon. That's what most teams would do. Most quarterbacks mm. would do mm -hmm. is take what the defense gives them. But mm. their offense is predicated, built a little differently than what Tampa is. Mm. I'm not saying that's a problem, but let's not pretend that he goes bombs over Baghdad mm. on every on Sundays. He Boy, does he, not. He did over Jalen Ramsey in that. Oh, my God. You take one play. Well, one play. Boy, you took he one not play. smoke him? Yeah, he did. That cut the score to 27 to 20. All he did he, against the eventual champion Rams is score 24 unanswered. I, I, I unanswered. So, so let, me, let me get this straight. Whew. I'm trying to figure out with Tom Brady in the game when they got down 24. Because why did you have to score 24 or analyst and just, just tie the ball game? Mm. Now, so because when Rams score, you got an opportunity to score. Yeah. But see, you won't give the Tampa's defense any credit for keeping Tampa in the ball game because those four turnovers, mm -hmm. and one of them happened on the goal line. Yep. And then one of them happened on the play of the game at the end of the game when a blitz breakdown, I don't even know what they're doing. They let the best receiver in football lose straight down the middle of the field and lost the game. Your offense broke down for the first three Ooh. quarters. Do you remember? Your offense broke down the first three quarters, Skip. Mm. Your defense was tired, but they found a way to make plays to keep you in the ball game. All I know is that one of us at this table is sitting <laughs> back saying, congratulations, Tom Brady. Astonishing achievement at age 45 to be see, number I see, one. Again, again, you didn't talk about anything about the play. Congratulations, Tom Brady, on 45. On 45, that's mm -hmm. the narrative. To get voted the best player 45. at 45. That's my narrative this morning. It was not their narrative last night. How do you know? They just said he's the best. I would do you like you do me. How um, do you know it wasn't? Well, I heard him talk about it. I watched it. <laughs> They're just saying... He's just the best. Aaron Donald. Not, they didn't say he's the GOAT. They I'm just going, said he's I'm the go, best. I'm, go, I'm going Aaron Charles. Okay. Well, you you had Aaron other. I don't know his name. His hey, middle both name. Aaron's. Aaron Bleepin. You had Aaron Bleepin. Both Aaron's yeah. should have been in front of Tom. Okay. You're wrong again, November Hall of Famer. guys. Aaron Donald and those L.A. Rams come calling for Tom Brady in Tampa. I'm excited for that oh, yeah, one. Yeah. That'll be must-see TV. Leave no doubt. All right, moving on. Is it championship or bust for Dak and Skip's Cowboys? Plus, will Baker's confidence in the offense result in a Ooh. Panthers playoff run in that no. NFC South? No. All of that. 
coming up next. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons looking to lead the Cowboys to back-to-back NFC East crowns for the first time since 1996. Even after losing future Hall of Fame left tackle Tyron Smith to an injury that just might keep him sidelined until December, Fort Worth Star Telegram columnist Clarence Hill writes... The Cowboys have no excuses with Dak and a dominant defense heading into 2022. I imagine Skip's going to have a ton to say on this one. So, (laughs) Shannon, you first. Do you agree this team has no excuses? I absolutely do. But why would they have an excuse? They've always had good teams, Skip. I mean, mean, they lost a Hall of Fame left tackle. That's all. The guys missed 20 games over the last two seasons, which is 33 games. So, they played 33 games the last Mm -hmm. two years. He missed 20 of them. He's not the first guy. He's not the only team. He's not the only guy that teams have lost. I mean, Kansas City's probably lost somebody, the Ravens and this team. So we're not going to make excuses. You tell me all the time. Since 2014, only one team has drafted more Pro Bowlers than the, uh, 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 than the Dallas Cowboys. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's no excuse because they have the talent. We've seen them in years past have 10 Pro Bowlers, have eight Pro Bowlers, and somehow they fall short. So I do agree with Clarence Hill Jr. that with Dak making the kind of money that he makes and the defense playing as dominant as they are, C.D. Lamb that you believe says he's going to be a top 10 receiver, there is no excuse. I like that tight end they just drafted, Ferguson. He can make plays. Hey. He was first team all Big Ten. I, I told you the other day. Every time I look up, he's just a football player. I, I think I think he's gonna spend a lot of time on a double tight end set. I agree. So because he 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 can really play. Skip, look. I don't believe the Cowboys. I don't believe the Cowboys are as good right now as they were towards the end of the season. And I don't believe they did enough to improve that. But what they have should be more than enough. Now, is it enough? I believe it's enough to win the division. The question is, and I think what Clarence Hill Jr. is trying to get at, it should be more, it should be more than enough to make a deeper run than one and done. 
Somehow you got to find a way to finagle your way into the NFC Championship game and really, really, really contend for an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Being one and done is not good enough. Just getting another an extra round because we've seen them advance to the division around. It's time for the Cowboys to take that next step and go to an NFC Championship game, get to a Super Bowl. So I expect them to do what they've done in the last couple of years. Probably, uh, I got them winning the division. Uh, Jim said it'd be the first time since 96, because obviously they won at 95 and repeated in 96. But for the longest skip, we haven't had a back-to-back champ. Well, it's back to 2004 <laughs> in the NFC East. you got to go all the way back to the Eagles in 03-04. Right. Well, wouldn't history scream Dallas won't win the division? It does. It does. That, man, that's, that's almost 20. That's a long time. It is, 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Skip, they don't, they, don't, they don't have any excuses. And Jared's, I mean, listening to Mike McCarthy, it seems like they're going to bump Tyler Smith out to the left. I agree. To the left. I mean, I could be wrong, Skip, but that's what I, I mean. I'm listening to him talk like we, we drafted him. You know, we thought that, okay. They drafted him to replace Tyron Smith. Not now, but they drafted him to replace him. He is the meant-to-be parent. That That is correct. And yet, I'm with you. I think maybe pride goeth before the fall, but because Jerry's pride is sunk into it right. because Mel Kuyper said that was a horrible pick, right. a horrible reach. Everybody thought it was a reach, I, yes. I think they're just going to say, you know what? The kid competes. The kid's a mauler, at least at left guard. He's not afraid of anybody. They're just going to bump him right on out the left tackle and see if he can dan uh, well, dance with the dancing bears <laughs> with the quick feet that yeah. you're going to have to deal with out yes. there. And it could be horrifying. But I think that's what they're going to start with. Yes. But the, but for me, I agree with Clarence Hill. There's no excuses. There should have never been any excuses because with the talent, because I always hear Skip, pro football focus every year. Every year we come out here, for the last three to four years, Dallas Cowboys have had the top five talent. When you talk about wide receivers, they've had a top five a wide receiver group, the top five offensive line group. They've had so offensively. And now with the defense that they got, and they look, even though the backups played the majority of the preseason, they were getting after uh, people. They were. So I expect when the starters to get in there, them to even ratchet it up and leap even more and get after even more people. Agreed. So, absolutely, there are no excuses. Nothing, anything less than an NFC Championship game should be failure. Okay? I'll buy that. I accept that. And for once, I 1,000% <laughs> agree with your premise and your takeaway. No excuses for my Dallas Cowboys. What have I told you throughout the preseason? We will go as far as the defense carries us and more specifically as far as 11 from heaven carries us. Okay. And I want to congratulate him. He's our guy. He's going to start a week from tomorrow right here on this show Correct. with us. I want to congratulate him. He did come in 16th overall in the top 100. And I heard as a, a lot of... As, as a, a true rookie, rookie. He was the only rookie to make the 100 to rank 16th, and I kept hearing player after player say, special, unicorn, that they just, yeah. they saw it, you saw it, <laughs> yeah. you just said, there he is. Yeah. That's the guy. Mm -hmm. And he has been terrorizing my offense during training camp. He hasn't played in the, the right. games yet. That's fine with me. But even in the scrimmages, they say he has been a terror. Yeah, Clarence Hill said he's unblockable. Unblockable, That's the that is the term he used. And so I'm good to go with that side of the ball. Right. I'm going to remind you, that side of the ball led the NFL in takeaways. Okay. And in the game the other night, for what it's worth, and to your point, it was all backups versus backups. But my team intercepted four passes. It's hard to intercept four passes in a game. 
let alone just some goofy, silly preseason. Well, not a Geno Smith at uh, Drew Lock. Okay, well, okay, I, I got it. But they got their hands on them, oh, and they caught them. Yes. And I got to tell you, every time I watch Israel Mukwama out of South Carolina, he played opposite J.C. Horn yeah. at corner, and he's 6'4", but they've moved him, obviously, at 205-ish to safety. I, he just all over the field. He's around the ball. He's getting his hands on balls. That was the second ball. He is intercepted. He's a sixth-round pick. I think he can play. Yeah. I think he can play in spurts. He's, he's not scheduled, yeah. obviously, to be a starter. Right. But my point is, this is contagious mentality. They just think they're going to take the ball away yep. from you, okay? And I think it will translate back to the starters when the real game starts. Okay. Because that, that was their calling card last year is that we take the ball away. You did. They finished second last year in third down defense. That That's beyond turnover, beyond takeaways. That's just playing good defense. Yeah, you're getting people off the field. They, they were first in the league in that stat. And I don't want to go too deep, but it's like a third-level stat called DVOA. They were number one in the league in that, and it translates into good defense, not just yeah. lucky takeaways, right place, right time. You can say Trevon Diggs just happened to be at the right place at the right time. He clued, he gambled, he won, he caught some balls, he he led the league in interceptions. What about the player? I got a player that's, okay, that's not a player that's going to probably upset your apple cart, and you're going to agree with this. Mike McCarthy. Okay. Well, obviously, <laughs> they're going to have to win in spite of, please drop the Mike McCarthy. But I do believe that Dan Quinn is seen by the players as the sort of unofficial head coach. But he don't coach off his okay, head on But he is the head coach of the more impressive and important unit yes. to me. And so I'm good with that. And I think they think that Jerry kind of sees him as the heir apparent to Mike McCarthy. I don't know why he didn't get a head coaching job. Jerry claimed that he bamboozled the whole league into, <laughs> into thinking that he right. was going to elevate Dan What y'all do about them penalties? Okay, we were horrible, and we are horrible in the first preseason <laughs> game. We're poorly coached, especially on offense, especially on offense. I told you we will go as far as the defense takes us. I think the unofficial head coach of the offense is obviously Kellen Moore, but but I think Dak, I, I think this is his year where he's just going to take the whole show. Oh, you want him to take more ownership of the offense? Sure I do. Oh, okay. How, however good to great Dak Prescott can be, and I'm not going to go to great, however good he can be, he will be this right. year. I believe he will max out his ability this year. He's healthier than ever. He lost his quote-unquote baby fat. Uh. I think he got into some legit good shape this year. So you're saying whatever the case may be, this is what Dak is. After this season, this is unequivocally. This is who Dak Prescott is. Is okay. that what you're saying? Yep. That's that's exactly because well, you think he's just sort of mediocre, right? Yeah, I think, I think he's, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14, middle of the pack. I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. Okay. No, I don't. All right. I think he'll be the 10th best quarterback, and that's good enough to go away. Yeah, from the if your defense is what you're saying they're going to that be. That is correct. Yeah, a, ten, a top 10 quarterback, and, absolutely. And, as I've told you, just when I thought Jerry had done nothing or next to nothing through the offseason, they did sign the USFL MVP Cavante <laughs> Turpentine. And and again, if you pour a little turpentine into the offensive mix, yeah. maybe it starts to percolate. Well, I did see him, I did see him get a couple of snaps on the offensive and side of football. They couldn't get him the football. Right. They, they couldn't make it happen. Right. But Dak wasn't out there. Right. So so I gotta see Dak. And Dak has been raving about Tony Pollard and he He's get, he has game-breaking ability, and yeah. I think they're going to put him in the slot or at least throw it to him more out of the backfield. I think he's going to play a much huger role than he did. Right. We've seen him run kickoffs back. We've seen Turpentine what? run kickoffs and punts back. I, this is why I agree with you. I definitely agree with you with this. 
I believe Tony Pollard would have a bigger role in the offense for the simple fact Turpin will take some of the special team reps off I his would plate, agree. the punts and kickoffs. So yep. now I can use Tony Pollard in some of that explosiveness more on the offensive side of the football. See, and this is why I don't believe Zeke is going to get the yardage that you think, because I think it's going to be more of a 50-50 split this year than we've seen in a, in a bear since Zeke's been in the NFL, because you've been calling for that for the last couple of years. I have. Hey, share the load, share the load, share the load. Well, Zeke has been getting the work, the lion's share of the load. I believe it's going to be closer to 50-50. I'm not saying it's going to be 50-50, okay. but I can see a 55-45 split right. with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Thunder, lightning. Zeke is nothing but thunder, especially in his advanced years yeah. now. What's he into year seven? Yes. And we've seen him decline, decline, decline for six straight years in average uh, yards per game. I, I think he will bang away between the tackles and average 80 yards a game. If he can do that, that that's enough of a hammer to keep people honest. Yeah, Skip, but I, I, I don't see that. I agree with you. If he can do that, but 80, Skip, 80 yards from 59, and you said he's had a decline for six straight years. Okay, I just like the way he looks. I like his mentality. They interviewed him on the telecast the other night. I liked how he sounded. I think he knows full well. This is sink or swim. I think this is the equivalent of a contract year. Even though he's got another year left on his contract, right. he knows no full money. well they can just dismiss him after this year with no penalty. Skip, you don't play. The, you 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 watch the stock, and I'm sure you've invested. You're not buying a stock that's declined six straight years. No, nope, you would not. But you just did with Zeke. Okay, I, maybe I'm speaking heart <laughs> overhead. I okay. just think that as opposed to a stock. This is a real live human being yeah. with real live pride who suddenly says, this is it for me? Hold on. He could be out of the I... league after this year if he does not show some rise. Skip the man had been had pride. He had pride in 2018, 19, 2021. He was the highest paid running back yeah. in football. And he his numbers a little semi-retired yeah. to me. And his, and his numbers have steadily gone down. Okay. I mean, from a high of 108 to 59, so basically a 50-yard decrease mm. from his first year to his last year. And somehow say, you know what, Shannon? He going to go back to where he was like in the middle of his career, to 80 yards a game. Well, I, that what you, that's what you okay, pay your That's the middle. Now, yes. Remember, as a rookie, he was 108. Well, Skip, if he had, let's just say for the sake of argument, he hadn't had that 60 and the 62 and the, 50, and the 59. Skip, he'd basically be a short-five Hall of Famer by now if he was averaging 80 the last three years. Because that would that would have put him at 80, 800 plus another 6, 420. That's 1,200-plus yards. Okay. I still have Zach Martin, a surefire Hall yeah, of Famer. Yes, yes. Not, I better knock on wood. I hope he doesn't get hurt in some time. Right. But the, the point is, I got Zach Martin. You can run to the yeah. right, right? Yes. Terrence Steele showed me he's he's pretty good. Right. And I think he'll be at right tackle. I think the rookie will be at left tackle. I think Connor McGovern will be at left guard. And he's he's shown me something. Biotish, I don't know. He's he's average at best. Mm -hmm. So you just have to figure it out on the fly. Well, y'all better figure it out because you got no excuses. Okay, no excuses because I think the quarterback will be pretty good because I think he will have a new rapport with a new top 10 receiver named C.D. Lamb. At least he made the top 100. He eked into the 90s, and by next year, he will eke down into the 20s. That's what I believe. That's what you believe? Yes, I do. You're going to go from the 90s to the 20s. Well, Cooper Cup went from unranked a year ago to number four. Yeah, How do you, you do that? Will you, you have the greatest single season for a receiver in NFL I mean, he history? He didn't even make the top 100 a year ago. He had made 89th two years ago. Right. 
But how? I've never heard of a player going from you don't make the top 100 to fourth overall. Well, hell, and uh, I believe he belongs at Well, Lamar overall. did it. Lamar went from not making it to going to <laughs> number one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's fine. I'm with you. No excuses. Yeah. Here we go. You're not going anywhere. I'm good. I, I'm feeling better Listen, and better. Listen, man, take the NFC East crown and be happy. Okay. You want to see us? Well, that would be a huge achievement. Because nobody's be done it in 18 years. No, 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 no. Huh? You see what you're doing? We get high marks for that. No, you don't. Yes, no, you, you don't. Do. <laughs> <laughs> now you sell it. See, you told me it's like NFC championship game or buzz. Now you're talking about, well, I mean, we get high marks if we win the division. No, you don't. Philly is legit. If we can overcome Philly, it, that will be an achievement. I thought you were more legit. More legit than, than I Philly. thought we were going to be. I I think we're a little better than Philly overall because of our defense. I think our defense will be definitely better than Philly. What about their offense? Their offense look good. Yeah, well, you don't like the quarterback. So what do I have? The Hall of Famer told me the quarterback's no good. So why should I work? You can see it. You do. I didn't say he wasn't any good. I say I need to see more. I need to see more consistency. Okay. I need to see that from your quarterback while you bumping him. Huh. You make it seem like your quarterback is the, is the pillar of, of steadiness. Huh. He's not. Huh. All I know is the talk of quarterbacks is Baker Mayfield. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the talk of quarterbacks. Speaking you must of be the only Baker one Mayfield, gentlemen. Of. <laughs> Let's leave that pan that Cowboys topic here because we got to talk a little bit about the Panthers this morning. Big preseason win, Baker Mayfield throwing two touchdowns in his final tune-up before it gets real in week one. The former top pick said he feels confident running the show in Carolina. And coach Matt Rule also praised the former top pick for how quickly he's picking up that offensive scheme. Shannon, give Baker a letter grade for that preseason performance. Well, this is the first time that I've graded a veteran player in the preseason. Normally, we're giving grades to rookies because this is their first time in NFL action. This and is a unique it, situation. It, it also goes to show you just how far this young man's career. Mm -hmm. This is a number one overall draft pick just four years ago, and we're giving this man a grade when he's out there playing against rookies. Mm -hmm. I gave him a C+. Mm -hmm. That's the best I could do for you. The mere fact that I had to give him a grade at all. Look, Skip, throwing a couple of touchdowns against backup isn't going to change my mind. I know what I've seen the last four years. How do you look? How do you look? Skip. You know how he looked. So if I were to put Cooper Cup out there with a bunch of with a bunch of backups, and he goes out there and get 10 passes, I mean, how how Cup look? He should have looked like that. I know, but he can't throw it to himself. Somebody's got to be the trigger man. Skip. How did this trigger I, man look? I gave him a C plus. Mm -hmm. Take the how C, did he look? Take the C plus and be yeah, happy. You know how he looked. Take the C plus and be happy. Mm. Now we'll see in two weeks. If he can throw the ball with the accuracy and the precision and move with the confidence that he seemingly had in uh -huh. the pre-final preseason mm -hmm. game against the, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, you admitted as much. Skip, I keep... You do this the preseason. Mm -hmm. Now, we said, uh, we've been saying for the longest, I don't want to put too much into the preseason. I don't want to put too much into the preseason. Now Baker Mayfield has a decent preseason game, and now we're going to put a lot into the preseason. Mm. I'm not about to do that. Mm. I'm going to grade him the same. It's the pre now, if it was a rookie, if he was a rookie, mm. I would say, okay, I like what I saw. The guy showed great points, threw the ball with conviction. I like the accuracy. Oh, I, I, I think he has to make it to be something special. I'm not about to do this for a guy heading into his fifth season as the number one overall pick. Mm. Well, why didn't he do that for Cleveland more often? And he could have still been there. Well, he did do it very often. No, he didn't. He did it all his rookie year. He did no, it his no, third he did, year. No, he did not. No, he, he did, did not. He won seven games for a team that went 0-16. How do you do that? It seemingly a lot of teams have jumped on the Carolina Panthers' bad wagon, and I see a lot of people got their pom-poms out, and they got their goal signs, and they're talking about playoffs. You're not going. 
Mm. That's not happening. I already predicted. I, we I already bet on it. Mm. What do you know, Stradamus? You're talking about I predicted it. Well, I did. I saw it coming before anybody did. You, I said, wild card team. Stick by that. You're, you're a meteorologist. Yeah. You know how their predictions go, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Well, you know who's ahead in cases here on this It show. won't be after this season. Oh, really? It won't be after this season. It's a long way to go. Yeah. You're going to have a hellacious season. Between your Cowboys and the Lakers? Yeah. Really? I, I got you. <laughs> I got you. The guy who's got you is named Baker Mayfield. And the Baker Mayfield I saw on Friday night looked healthy and he looked electric with his arm and his feet and his charisma just oozed all over the football field because he is a fire starter. He is an instigator in a good way on the football field. He is a pied piper. He is an inspiration to his football team because they love the way he plays. He even banged into a DB and got into it on the sideline because the <laughs> DB thought he was going to just sort of slide out of bounds. Right. And Baker said, no, I'm going to take you on. I'm going to bang with you. And then here you go, back and forth. That, that's the, as, as I call it, the old baseball term, the piss and vinegar that he exudes on the football field. That, that's how he plays. And yet, this is a new Baker. This is a Baker who took a financial hit of $3.5 million by just converting all that into to impossible incentives. So he took a $3.5 million hit just because he liked the fact that one team that showed interest in him Right. was the quote-unquote worst team in the NFL because the offseason ESPN power ranking had the Carolina Panthers 32nd and dead last. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going to go there. And it's similar to what Brady said about the sucking ears. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, and I'm not saying this is Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm just like saying that he bear. looked at it and said the cupboard is not bare because it is definitely not bare. But it's also one of the teams that wanted him. Just like That's Tampa was one of the I mean, teams that at, wanted Baker. At that Brady. moment, it was the only team that Correct. wanted Baker. I wanted him to Seattle play his handout. What's that? Seattle looks ridiculous now. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Even Shannon Sharp is. They, they look ridiculous. It's like Gino Smith or Drew Locke? Gino or Drew? I think I'll go with Gino. You could have Baker. Baker said in that one podcast interview that he did, they asked him, anybody interested? He said, I don't know, Seattle? He, he threw it out yeah, there. Yeah, because he's looking at the quarterback situation. Yeah. He's going to be like, I'm better than Gino. I'm better than uh, uh, Drew Locke. I hope so. <laughs> well, he's way better. <laughs> and Carolina is going to be way better than the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. I, I think the Seattle Seahawks are they in look for bad. a long time. Yeah, they look bad, Skip. Oh, man. They look bad. It's almost like Russ just left them for quote-unquote dead. Like, uh, they're, they're going to be a doormat yes. right now. They're going to have to start completely over. DK and Tyler Lockett are going to be losing their mind. Ooh, are they going to be losing their mind? Geno Smith won <laughs> the battle? No, wow. Skip, no, no, I don't think he won anything. I mean... After Drew Locke, after how could you, how could you start Drew Locke after that performance, Skip? I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I never liked him. I told you before the draft. I watched him a lot at Missouri. I watched him against my Vanderbilt Commodores. I said I just don't like his command, his poise, his accuracy comes and goes. But he's got those measurables. He's six. Was he six five? Yeah, big time arm. Yeah. I watched him enough at Denver. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. No. No. Agreed. Back to Baker. I'm going to give him an A minus for his effort the other night. In the preseason game. Yes, I am. Because I'm seeing a different player. And what I love the most about his performance was what he said afterwards, how self-critical he was. Because, dare I say, Carolina's about to have an adult at quarterback. 
That's what Cleveland said it didn't have. Somebody upstairs said we need an adult at quarterback, yes. right? Yes, that's Not what sure they said. Not sure Deshaun's an adult, but we'll go with that for right. the moment. Right, But I think Baker is turning into adult, an adult because he got humbled by this process. Yes, yeah. Okay, could we see what he said after the game about his performance, please? Some good, some bad. Overall, a little sloppy, to be honest with you. Um, felt like my feet weren't very calm. Felt like I kind of drifted in the pocket a little bit, created my own pressure. Um, but, you know, room for improvement. Okay. W when did we ever hear that in Cleveland? Right. You heard I was feeling dangerous when I woke up, right? right? Yes. Okay. I, I love that about yes. him because he's saying, I, I got to grow with my teammates. Yes. It was all about his teammates. He said, I love the the complimentary football that we played where they would take the ball away and we'd qu quickly cash it in or we'd go three – they went three and out on their first time with the football and the defense said, no, we hold. Right. We'll give you the football back. So so he's saying all the right things. I agree. And I have not seen him yet with his weaponry and they have weapons on that team. You know one weapon because you watched him grow up in your Denver locker room, little <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And D.J. Moore was a favorite of mine. I wanted Jerry Jones to take a hard look at him in that draft. He is a bona fide number one receiver. He is. He legit. And Rashard Higgins was really Baker's favorite security blanket receiver in Cleveland. So he's got him there. And he's got, for what it's worth, the receiver from the Jets who doesn't like him Robbie very Anderson. much, Robbie Anderson. But he, he threw a ball to Robbie Anderson. I'm going to show you two throws that Baker made. Can we see the throw to Robbie Anderson? This was in his first preseason outing. And to me, Baker made the two best throws I've seen the whole preseason, and this was the first one. This is right away in his first preseason game. He goes right over the top. It's a tight window, and it hits Robbie Anderson right in the hands, and he can't hang on to it. And you said, give him a break, and I got it. But this is a very catchable football. Yeah. It'd be a tough catch. Mm -hmm. you, you'd have to give up the body a little bit to yeah. make the catch. But it, it hit him right on the button. Then he makes a throw to Chuba Hubbard the other night that just took my breath away because it's tight window and it's high risk, high reward, but it's a second down and long play, second and 12. And he throw, it's, it's, Matt Rule called it a corner route. I don't know if it really developed into a corner route, but look at this throw yeah. between two bills and it hits Chuba right in the hands. I'm telling you, it's deadly accurate, but it's got some guts to it because it's not the, the most... Uh, positively advised throw. Skip, you weren't supposed to. That, that was a bad read. Okay. You can't but make did that he, throw. Did he pull it off? Yeah, but I'm saying, but Skip, did, you, did you, he show you he's got lots of velocity? Yes, he did. Yeah, just go ahead and take it, Skip. That's okay. Did the ball wobble at all? Nope. It's a dead solid spiral that hit Chuba right in the hands. It shocked Chuba. It's almost like the point guard who makes a pass that you're not ready for. Can right. you just better be ready or it's going to hit you right in the face? Right. Well, that one effectively, quote, unquote, hit Chuba right in the face. He had dropped another one from Baker earlier in the game. And then we saw Baker improvise on his throw to Shai Smith. And I, I got to tell you, this kid, he's a sixth-round pick out of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's two years ago. But he just looks like he's the goods. And Baker has raved about his, his capability if we throw the, see the touchdown throw. Oh, the one he scrambling, yeah, moves this around. This is a plan B. What, what's your plan? Maybe it's a plan C. And he steps and throws to Shai Smith and just hits him right in the breadbasket with it. And every time I looked up watching the Panthers in the preseason, Shai Smith did something else. So he, he ran 4-4 coming out of South Carolina. Every time I look up, somebody's from South Carolina. It makes me wonder, Will Muschamp had a lot of talent at South Carolina, <laughs> he did, did he not? He, yeah, he Maybe did. it's why he's no that longer at South Carolina. Correct. Right? Okay. Yes. So in, in the end, there was only one huge negative that did give me big pause after the game, 
and you could have gotten a huge break. It may be the difference in a, what are we up to, seven cases seven we cases. have on the yep. opening day game at Charlotte, yep. at Carolina, mm -hmm. Cleveland, at Carolina. Like that, That's the game of the week that week, except for Dallas against the GOAT. But the point is, they lost Zane Gonzalez. He was their money kicker all last year. Yep. He made 20 of 22, and he pulls his groin I think it was on the second half kickoff, if, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And they said it's a serious long-term groin pull. Yeah. Okay. That's that's hard on kickers, Skip, because what I do they know. even play? Even uh, forget the uh, the kicking leg, the plant. Well, I know, that, I know, but it was his. It's right. plant. It's his it, plant. It, yes, it, I mean his kicking leg. Yes, it was kicking leg to pull the groin. Well, if you got to pull groin, yeah, you ain't kicking. Well, well, you're just <laughs> done <laughs> because you're only going to irritate it and, and make, make it, it worse, worse right? Correct. If yes. you try to suck it up and yep. gut it out. Yep. Okay, so you got a huge break. There's no Zane Gonzalez for opening week. So if it comes down to a field goal, I'm probably cooked. it won't. Cleveland ain't gonna let it come down to that. Really? No. Huh? So you're safe. Huh? Boy, I, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm seeing playmakers all over the place. I'm seeing Terrace Marshall. I, I'm seeing Chuba. I'm I'm seeing a defense that has potentially four Pro Bowl players on it. I saw a team that played against backups. That's mm, what I saw. Really? Did you see that too? Huh? Okay. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield is coming for you, Shannon Sharp. Hmm. Skip. So between Baker. Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield, you're going to have a long, hard fall you and I both, on your face. You and I both believe that Baker Mayfield is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. There are 32 teams. He's somewhere in the middle, somewhere between 13 and 16. Can we agree with that, Skip? Where we can agree is when I love Baker the most is when the chip is biggest on his shoulder. I love Baker as hopeless underdog. I love Baker becoming what I told you he was becoming, a walk-on in Carolina. He walked on at Texas Tech. They were like five deep in quarterbacks on the depth chart. And he goes in and wins the opening day job. Well, guess what? They were too deep at quarterback with two incumbents at University really? of Oklahoma. And he walked on Trevor Knight. And he just lit up Alabama. But I don't... He'd just, he just thrown party against... Did, a Mardi Gras party in New Orleans did, against St. Nick's. He, he did, Trevor Knight did do that. Mm -hmm. But did you see him hightail out of town when he heard about that sheriff that was coming? Mm. That old kid from Texas? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that old, he held a hightail out of town with that old sheriff. My homeboy was coming to town. Yeah. What'd he do? Well, uh -huh. all I know is that Baker Mayfield said, I'll go live in the student dorm for a year and I'll just walk on in Oklahoma where my father went to school and I'll. I'll earn a starting job, and I'll win the Heisman Trophy. He's right back in business. This is where, as the hopeless underdog, he is most dangerous. I'll speak for him. He, he, he's okay. going to wake up feeling dangerous. He won't say so on opening day. Cleveland. Seven cases by worth. Ten. Really? By 10? Will you give me some? Nope. 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 You didn't take any points. I'm going to do you like you do me. You didn't, you didn't take any points. Uh, Cleveland by 10, says the Hall. Yep. That defense will be eating. Huh. I, I got Baker Mayfield as the Pied Piper of the playoff-bound Carolina Panthers. They're not going to I love man. Stop spot. saying that. They're I not love going. this. You try they to manifest it all you want to. It ain't happening. They rebuilt the whole offensive line. This is money. The perfect spot for a Baker who said, let me go to the dead last team. Let me go do this. Here we go. I mean. Beautiful. I mean, Seattle turned it down. Yeah. I, I think you're afraid because you saw him the other night. He looked good. Skip, those were backups. The whip was back. The arm was back. Skip, those were backups. It's okay. You just got to see, how did he look? Against even backups? You, even you admit, he looked really good. I gave him a C plus. Mm. Well, you're just trying to undercut and underrate. And I love that about you because Baker does watch the show. And he'll say, oh, Sharp, I'll show you. Why am I? You want me to skip? 
The man is a graduate. The man mm. got a postgraduate degree, and he's taking kindergarten classes. Mm. And you, he got an A mm. on finger painting mm. and doing his ABCs, and you want me to give him an A for that? Okay, I will predict he'll get an A on opening day, and that's all I really do. He's not getting no A. You said that with a straight face. Man, you need to No, smile. I did. I, I've been telling you. Okay. Somebody on this show actually well, goes out on limbs. <laughs> or oh, I'm going to saw it off on you. Take it. Over the day, I'm going to saw it off. Coming Rock, down. Shark, They're shark. due by 4 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, and then we will start to get into that regular season for sure. All right, moving on this morning. How should Shannon and Laker fans feel about LeBron's <laughs> latest hype preseason video? Good. We do not want yeah. to miss this. It's it must-see TV. That's next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. Fresh off signing an extension to stay in L.A. beyond this season. LeBron getting fans excited with this hype video. The Lakers tweeted a video of him putting in the work in the gym. The workout session was tough as he heads into year 20. The King quoted the tweet using the hourglass and crown emojis. Shannon, he's your guy. Do you believe LeBron has been in the lab more than ever this offseason? No, this is what he always does. This is why you're able to play at the level that he's played at for the length of time. Uh, Skip, you don't play. Tom Brady is just not playing at the level that he's playing at for this length of time because in the last five years, he decided to put more time training. Agreed. No, no, no. Agreed. You're able to play at this level of consistency because this is what you've always done. You've scored 25 points or more for, night, for 18 straight seasons. You've done what you've been able to do, the consistency and the level at which you played at, because this is how you've always done it. Now, maybe there's more documentation, more, of a, may, more maybe he's putting it out a, a little bit more, but this is what LeBron has always done, and this is what the really great ones do. The really great ones start early on. They, they adopt a habit of training and doing it the right way, and they're able to play at a, a, a level for an extended period of time. 
if the ones that try to crab and skip it's kind of like a lot of a lot of smart see, see Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Where, All, where you just try to make it up. At the he want to try to get his body yeah. in tip top shape now in year 16, year 17. Well, LeBron James started from year one and kept his body in shape. It's kind of like the student. Some smart, I mean, some can cram and, and get it. But a lot of the really good ones, Skip, they study. And they've always studied. You can't cram shape. No, 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 no. Because eventually it'll catch up with you. It will. Because as you get older, it gets harder and harder to cram, and you need more and more time, and you end up hurting yourself. But the way he eats, the way that he trains, the way that he conditions himself, the time that he puts in the gym, as they say, the lab, this is, this is a normal occurrence for him. This is not new. He's true to this. By the way, history will show you, studies will show you, if you lose 50 pounds, the odds are you will gain back even more. If yes. you go on crash diet yes. to lose 50, go ahead. It's got to be a lifestyle. Yes. Because, see, a, a diet, and this is what I tell people, a diet has a start-stop time. You're going to start it at a particular time, and you're going to stop it. But a lifestyle, Agreed. that is said the way you live. Yep. LeBron James lives a certain lifestyle with the way he eats, the way he trains, and the way he conducts himself as far as getting ready for the basketball season. And the guy, the Kobe's, the Jordans, the guys, that, and, and at the end, it got harder and harder for Jordan Skip. But, you know, you in your late 30s, you in your late 40s, it's kind of hard to summon it up. It wasn't hard through 98. No, it wasn't hard. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, at, you know, but Skip, being away from the game, I, I believe it'll be hard for LeBron if he were to take three years off and just try to come back where he did. He wasn't training like that because Jordan didn't have anything to train for. He's like, I'm retired. What do I need to wear 195 pounds for? I'm in retirement. I need to enjoy some of this. So let me get on my cigars. Let me drink some of have me a, a, a nice cocktail, nice beverage whenever I want to. But LeBron James is at the peak of his game, and he knows in order for him to stay at this level, this is what's required of him. I don't know if he's training harder. I know he's training smarter. Because as you get older, you can't train as hard. You can't summon it up. And the body will break down. And that was the hard, that's what most athletes have to understand. You, you have to train smarter, not longer, not harder. Ramp the intensity up yep. for shorter periods of time. But this is who LeBron James is, so I'm not surprised that he's in the lab like he is. Okay. I'm going to say what I've said many times on the show that nobody wants to hear. I greatly admire LeBron's discipline and dedication to staying in peak shape, not just good shape, in great shape. We know how hard it is. Great. We know. <coughs> he does it. Mike Macias, who is his trainer, is a protege of the great Tim Grover, who trained Jordan and Kobe and Dwayne. Yeah. Okay, so, so he picked the right guy who's been with him from the start. Right. And they do it correctly. Right. And, and in the sizzle reel, he looks all-time great to yep. me, especially for his age and stature in the game. Mm -hmm. We're into year 20, 20. And as far as shape goes, you just couldn't be in better shape going into year 20. Now, does that mean he will be injury-free this year? I'm going to no. knock on wood for him. I hate to even talk about it. No, it does not because, as you have pointed out, the body starts to break down if you're going to abuse it by playing the, the high minutes right. that he has played. At some point, it's just going to fail on you right. here and there. They're not big fails. They're not near shoulder fails or Achilles fails. I'm knocking on wood again. But little of, this, little of this, little of this, pull my calf. Growing, remember it's it's gro it was growing. growing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's soft tissue mm -hmm. muscle pulls. Yep. Okay, I got it. Now. This is the only point I'm going to make back to you, and I've asked you this question many times, and this is where I hope the sizzle reel does not turn into a fizzle reel. When, when you say he goes to the lab, 
he he clearly works so hard on his body. I don't know that he works as hard on his game because the stats don't say that he ever works on his game because he's a poor three-point shooter and he's a poor free-throw shooter, especially by his standards. Right. You make the case he's the GOAT. By GOAT standards, it, it's terrible. And it doesn't get... It, it kind of rises Name and falls, a top five player it just that stays. Great, it just stays Name a top hard. five player that had a great three-point shooting percentage. If you want to say Kobe, you want to say Shaq, you want to say Jordan, you want to say Magic, all, the only person you can go with is Bird. Okay, but in those days, they did not prioritize that shot. Now it's the essence of basketball. Everybody shoots threes. LeBron shot a career high by far, eight threes a game. It's a bunch of threes. His three-point shooting ranked 15th in attempts. 15th in attempts. Let me ask you a question. Do you think LeBron has gotten better from his rookie year to now shooting the three ball? Because if he has, it's working. Him being in the lab is working. Inc any incremental increase from where he started, any point, any position, if you're further along than where you started, it was great. Okay. He took the 15th most three-point attempts last year and finished 93rd in the league in percentage of makes. It, it's terrible. It hurts the team. He's taking so many, and it's easier to take the three than the two at his age. It keeps you fresher. You don't have to bang bodies. But, but he still shot the 15th most free throws in the league. That's high, man. That's a lot of free he throws. He should have shot more. He should have shot top okay, five, you know top ten. Okay, I will buy that, and I agree with that. He gets treated like Shaq got treated in yes. the last six, eight years of his career. He gets the Shaq phenomenon treatment. Yes. But the point is... He ranked 86th in the league in free throw shooting percentage. So high attempts, low makes. It, it's terrible for the team. And I just wonder, does he ever go to the gym? Does he go in the backyard? Did you not, did you not see that? Okay. All they showed was him in the gym. Okay. But I don't know if he goes in and says, I'm going to have a shooting coach teach me a better three-point stroke. I believe. Or a better free throw shooting I mean, he's stroke. working with Phil Handy. Okay. Of course he's working. Skip, I, look, you want to be... What, so... What if Brady had Mahomes' arm, had arms arm talent, or Josh Allen's arm talent with Lamar Jackson's speed? God ain't gonna give you everything. You want the man to give you a body like this to play this long. You want him to shoot the three like Steph, be able to drive the ball like he does, and have a free throw percentage like Mark Price. That's just not gonna happen. Jordan didn't shoot the three like that. Jordan didn't shoot 90% from the free throw line. Yes, shot he shot 85. He was a better LeBron he, 73. He was a, he was a better mid-ranger, a better free throw percentage shooter than LeBron James. But he didn't have the longevity. He didn't have the ability. LeBron James, because at, at the end, the tail end, Michael wasn't shooting up but mid-range. Michael wasn't even driving the ball like he does. Even LeBron James is still driving the ball. Mm-hmm. Even though the punishment that he's taking, because you t it's telling me he's not getting fouled on jump shots, he's fouling as he drives the ball to the basket. Okay, but his assists were a career-high 10 a game, which led the league yes. in the bubble year. Yes. And then all of a sudden they fell last year to six a game. Well, it's, it's like a Zeke plunge, but the point is I'm good with it if you take more threes, eight threes a game, if you can make 38% so, of them. So let me ask you a question. The guys that was those assists, because in order for you to get assists, you have to put the ball in the basket. So who's going to put the ball in the basket last year? You just told me Russ was not very good. And you look at the other guys. AD was hurt. Now, remember, the year that he led the league in assists was AD's first year in L.A., which was AD's best year in L.A. Yep, I'll buy that. I'm so, just saying it, it fell four a game. That's yes. precipitous. And it showed you 
that his priority changed because I do believe he wants to catch and pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I'm, I'm good with that. But if you're going to take that many threes, you got to go in the lab in the offseason and work on it and come back and say, watch this, I'm going to make 38% of my threes. Yep. We've not seen that from yep. him. The mere fact that the man is playing at this level lets you know, Skip, there's no way you can just put time in the weight room and be able to put up the numbers that he's putting up on the basketball court. They have to go hand in hand. Yes, your body has to be able to withstand the rigors of a night in and night out NBA season, but you also have to put time in on the court to understand where the players are going to be, how you, where you need to get your shot at, where your best position. So there's no question they go they hand in hand. They go simultaneous. One, you can't have one without the other. Okay. Since LeBron James entered the league, 26 players have attempted 4,000 or more threes, including him. Yes. He ranks 25th out of the 26 players. Yes. Because he's, I'm being nice, he's a below-average three-point shooter. Think about how quickly he would have passed Kareem <clears throat> if he made 38% of his threes. Think about how fast he would have passed Kareem if, if he shot... 85 percent, like right. Jordan did from the free throw line. Right. He's 73 point. But, what but is it? 73.4 percent. But here's the thing. Here's the trade-off. He might have shot better threes. He might have shot a better free throw percentage. But he might have a better, had a more injury history, more plague. Look at where Steph Curry would be had he not been injured. Skip, you can't get it all. You can't have the longevity, have be be able to play every single game like an A.C. Green, shoot the three ball like Steph Curry, have the free throw percentage like a Mark Price, and be able to drive the ball like a LeBron. Skip, God's not going to give you every single okay, thing. But I watched Magic Johnson as a rookie when I first got to know him. He couldn't shoot a lick. Yes. And all of a sudden, he went in the lab, year two, year three, year four. And all of a sudden, he started to develop a really dependable set shot, three-point shot. He'd just feet on the floor, just set shot it, and he could make it. He could shoot you 38 Think about what LeBron think, Skip. Think about where LeBron started when he first got to the NBA as far as jump shot. Nobody would guard him. He didn't have that Akeem turnaround fadeaway. Mm -hmm. He had none of that. And look at what he, that turnaround fadeaway is deadly. Okay, I'll give you that. He has improved some form of his jump shot. Yes! Because in the first couple of series against Popovich in the finals, Pop is just waving people off. Back Get off. off him. Yes. Just make him shoot. That was mostly threes. But but he has developed the fadeaway or just the whatever. that he, He's got more of a Jordan-esque mid-range that is more trustable. Right. I will give you that. Yes. But, but the point is, he's still jacking up a whole lot of threes. Yeah. And I just don't understand how you don't go in the lab you got a nice long offseason and figure it out because he's highly capable of being better than 32, 33% from three. He's 35, he, oh, 35, 30, 30, I think he's like a 34.8, 35% three-point yep. shooter. He's 34.6. Uh, okay, career. 35. Career, okay. But he's not skipped. The, the likelihood of him being a consistent 40% from the three, there are not very many guys that's going to shoot as many threes as he has over his career to have that kind of number. He's not Steph, he's not Clay, he's not a Dane. But and he's not a KD who that that's his strength. Yes. Shooting threes and free throws. KD is God gifted that way. He, seven okay. foot tall. Seven foot tall. Okay. Give me go. And yet what LeBron has over Jordan is he's three inches taller. Six nine versus six six. The only thing that God didn't give Michael Jordan was three more inches. Right. Because if you give him three more inches, it's it's like way over. Right. right? But here's the thing. And what he what God, 
he didn't give Jordan was the discipline to do it year in and year out for 20 years. I'll buy that. Yeah. Skip, that, 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 that's a quality, too, that you got to have. It takes to be disciplined in a craft for that length of time. Yeah, I get it. The rules have changed. But for Tom to be as disciplined as he is, yep. the really okay. great ones get it. Okay, but where's the weakness in Brady's game? Because I can't really he see He can't run that. fast. Okay. He don't but, have but an arm like Mahomes. Does, but it doesn't matter on run fast. Skip, the man is 20, the man is 19 years. So you're, so you're telling me as a team say, you know what, because LeBron can't shoot the three, we don't want him? The guy's going to be the all-time leading scorer, no, and he's no. a terrible three-point shooter by your estimation. Well, not by mine, by anybody's. He just is. Well, Are I'll, you saying he's not a terrible three-point shooter? Well, if he was terrible, what was Jordan? Well, they didn't emphasize it. It doesn't matter if they emphasize it or not. Well, it, it does, too, because you, you took eight. You, you were the 15th highest attempt from Skip. three Skip. in the whole league. Skip, they put the, look. You think Jordan had when the 15th the, most three-point attempts? When, he had when probably I, the 100th. When I, when, I, when I was in the league, unless you ran the run and shoot, there was no dinking and dunking. Everybody pushed the ball down the field. There was not the emphasis on completion percentage, everybody trying to dink and dunk. Not everybody has that part into their game. So... We can't say because it didn't matter. It did. He took him. He okay. took him. Well, now, if he if he shot 45%, you'd have said, even though he didn't shoot that many, he averaged 45%. But you can't say that. Mm. So what you do is try to say, well, they didn't emphasize it. Doesn't matter if they emphasized it or not. His percentage said it was worse than LeBron's. Okay. But, again, how about his attempts? Where did he rank in attempts? His attempts should be better. So if his attempts were not as many as LeBron, his percentage should be better. Somebody that don't shoot as many threes as Steph Curry should have a better shooting percentage because okay. Steph Curry shoots know, a thousand he, a season. He didn't emphasize it, so Michael probably ranked 100th in, in attempts. LeBron's top 20. He's 15th in the league. Your guy was shooting was top. He was 100 in attempts and still shot 32%. So what is that? Well, I just told you of the... 26 players who've shot 4,000 or more since LeBron came in the league. He's 25th. Of those, and, you, and you're trying to tell me he's the GOAT? Of those 26, are you how kidding? Of those 26, how many of them was a four-time MVP? How many of them won four championships? How many of them went to 10 finals? How many will be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history mm. of those 26 players mm. that LeBron's on the list with? Well, how much better could that guy have been? <laughs> How you gonna get better than better? Mm. How do you make the light? Go in the lab. How do you make the light bulb brighter? Mm. So what? You gonna make it a 200 watt, a 500 yeah. watt? You gonna make it a spotlight? Huh. It's still a light. So he's, he's still a goat. Is he gonna finish 100th in three point percentage this year? We gonna finish number one. If if it's 100th, number one. Four thousand, forty thousand, ten and ten. Uh. Forty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds. The man's gonna be top five with assists. Let that sink in for just a second. Nobody else with that many points. He's even in top ten. The Lakers went thirty-three and forty-nine last year, thanks to that. <laughs> Put money they don't do it. Thirty-three and forty-nine. I tell you what. That's since, called a fizzle reel. Since you over there, since you over there bumping them real good and some money, you felt real good. We was at home working from home last yeah, week. Yeah. Put some money they don't go thirty-nine and thirty-three. Well, thirty-three, I hope not. No, no, no. Boy, that's gutsy on your part. Yeah. I got you 50. Rock, we got Shock, Jayhawk, 50. We're going to increase 17 games. That's really? almost half a, Skip, that's over half of 33. Mm. Put that in a pipe. Yeah, I did put it in a pipe, and I smoked you. Yeah, that's okay. 40,000, 10, and 10, Skip. Mm. <laughs> Top five of assists, mm. and number one in scoring. Where would that ever happen again? Mm. Well, obviously, he did it. He, he did is that. the longest. Longevity king. That longevity. That's what he is. So, so he's just going along for a ride. He leads history in longevity. I will give you that. So is that what Tom Brady's doing? No, he's doing it both. 
Uh, he's breaking the records at the highest level, and he's longevity king. He not breaking no records? Gentlemen, mm. I know you could wrestle over LeBron <laughs> all morning long, but I have to jump in and interrupt because speaking of spotlights, we got to get your reaction to the latest Aaron Rodgers news. That's oh, coming up right after this break. Aaron Rodgers now admitting to purposefully misleading the media about his vaccination status last season. This during an appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience. Rodgers said he was, quote, immunized heading into last season before missing a game due to health and safety protocols before confirming he was unvaccinated. Shannon, what's your reaction? I mean, look, he can use all the semantics that he wants to, Skip. He lied. And he purposefully lied because he thumbed the nose because he didn't like the NFL's policy. He knew that, okay, you want to use the term immunized? Okay, fine. But you know you were supposed to mask up around other people in the building at press conference, and you didn't. So you were leading people to think because you were immunized, you were leading to the media and the other people around you that you were vaccinated and you weren't. So you want to use all the semantics and the word because what Aaron Rodgers thought, that he was above this policy. Aaron Rodgers thought, I'm Aaron Bleepin' Rodgers. I'm a three-time league MVP. I'm a Super Bowl MVP. I'm one of the handful of best players in all of football. This is not applicable to me. This is applicable to you guys. And he want to blame the woke and the cancel culture. No, this was all about Aaron Rodgers thinking that the, the, the COVID, NFL COVID policy was not applicable to him. Nothing more, nothing less. I am, I, look, there's no denying the guy's talent, Skip. He's one of the, he's a top five quarterback. You can, when it's all said and done, you can make a case he might be a top five player if he can get another championship. That's undeniable. But as a person, he's a horrible person. Hmm. He's a liar. He's arrogant. He's aloof. For lack of a better word, he's a prick. Hmm. And I am so over him. Skip, this was done. Nobody was even talking about Aaron Rodgers and what he lied about last year or what he deliberately misled about. He went on there to rehash that because he wants to thumb his nose. I did that NFL, and I'll do it again. That's what he did. Oh, I just, I just, he, I just want him, I just want him to just like, as much as I, as, 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 as much as criticism that I left, I'm going to miss Tom. When he retires? Yep. Might be one of a handful of best days of my life because I am so sick of talking talking about his bull jive. On the field, he's sensational. But off the field, I got nothing for it. Mm. I appreciate the way you've seen the light about this man. The man you just described will ultimately fail as the leader of a football team, as the face of a franchise. It's hard to trust him. It's hard to depend on him. It's hard to follow him into battle because mm -hmm. if you played for him, you would have come to this conclusion. And deep down inside, even though he is your quarterback, there'd be a little party saying, nah, nah. Don't trust him. Don't follow him. It's almost like they're stuck playing with the best quarterback in football. Yes. The, the guy, the transcendent thrower of the football, lacks probably every intangible Brady has to me. Mm -hmm. And this position, of all the positions in all the sports, is, I'm going to say, half intangibles, but it might be two-thirds intangibles. Right. The quarterback mm -hmm. position. Yeah. 
and Brady's all about it. He, he's got a really nice arm. It's an above average right. arm, but he has no mobility, even though he had the most rushing yards. I think he's had in 10 years last year, for what it's worth. What, 12? But, yeah, 22, <laughs> I think it was. But the point is, back to Aaron bleeping Rodgers, we used to say that as a compliment on the field, and now it's a negative. Yes. It's derogatory Aaron bleeping Rodgers off the field. So my takeaway from his remarks is I'm pretty sure he's saying, yeah, I lied to the media, but how dare the media call me a liar? Right. That's what he's saying here if I read it correctly. And my other question is, why would you reopen this can of worms on the eve of another season? Thank you. Like most of us kind of we don't forget about it. We don't forgive it, but it kind of fades into the background. And now let's. Next, because we're all trying to get over COVID. We're, we're yeah. trying to get through the yeah. pandemic. Let, you know? let, let me let me scratch right. the scab off this wound that was already heat. Not, not there's, there's something serious. I mean, it was serious. But Skip, no, but like you mentioned, nobody was talking about this. Yeah. But you know what it is, Skip? It's the arrogance of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers walks in any room. It can be nuclear scientists, physicists, engineers. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. That's what it is. I know better than you. So you know what? I'm going to take something that they gave, they give animals, livestock, for parasites. <laughs> I'm going to take that for COVID because you said it doesn't work. Mm. And I'm smarter than you. I went to Cal. Do yep. you know what type of grades you have to have to get into Cal? Do you know how smart you got to be to go to Cal? Even though I he went to Cal. started at Butte Junior College. Yeah. So, go ahead. so you know, you, so that means I'm, I'm qualified yep. to tell you mm-hmm. what's the best thing for you. Yep. Just let it go, Aaron. Nobody was talking about this. But this is his way of saying, so, woke mob, cancel culture, y'all can't. Well, ain't nobody trying to cancel you. But ain't nobody trying to take no medical advice from you either. So he goes back to his soulmate on this issue, Joe Rogan. Yeah. And on Joe's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, he knows he's going to get nothing but softballs lobbed up. Yeah. And, and no cross-examination whatsoever. Right. And he even says that he was ready for the media to cross-examine, and he's actually taking shots at my business, the, right. the report repertorial business, as in, I thought they might follow up, and I was ready to expand on my process if they followed up, but they didn't follow up. So he's sort of blaming the media for not asking the next question, the next one. Well, he, he's not even wearing a mask, so everybody, when he said immunized, they thought he was just trying to be the smartest guy in the room exactly. by using... The term uh, that a term that that would be high-minded that, right. that would that would transcend yeah. the term vaccinated. Correct. That we have worn out, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Correct. I'm immunized. Yeah. And yeah, everybody's going to sort of take him at his word and let's go to the next one. Yeah. Because you know what? Nobody was expecting you to be what you became—a liar. Because you said that, and you were you're not wearing a mask. Because everybody else had to be, and if they weren't. You was like, okay, bro, what's what's up with you? But they're like, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a cool guy. Aaron Rodgers is not going to lie to us. He's not going to put us in harm's way, even though him being unvaccinated, we're vaccinated. Look, and st- people stop. No vaccination is to prevent, it will stop you from getting sick. Polio didn't stop polio. Smallpox, measles, chickenpox, mumps, whatever. But it greatly reduces your chances of getting said disease. Yes, it does. Proven. Scientifically proven. And he knows, but Skip, that's like I said, he goes on these shows because the audience wants to hear from people like him. 
And like you said, he's not going to get across, no. Aaron, why not just be forthcoming? Why not just tell the people, I'm not getting vaccinated, and these are the reasons why? Why would you deliberately mislead someone mm -hmm. and then go out there with a mask knowing that you're unvaccinated, knowing that the policy calls that if you don't, you don't have to get the vaccination, but you must be masked up because I'm Aaron Rodgers. And the rule, the COVID rules of the NFL are not applicable to me. I thought the rules were dumb. Well, hell, I think there are a lot of rules in the United States that are dumb. But hell, I got to adhere to them. Aaron Rodgers should have to adhere to them. Mm -hmm. Just because you're an MVP, just because you're one of the best players, does not make rules non-applicable to you, Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But that's your problem. Because you're arrogant, because you're a narcissist, because you think you're so much better, why should I have to do that? I don't believe in it. I don't believe in anything that they set forth. I don't believe in anybody. And unfortunately for Aaron, this was the single most crucial issue facing every NFL yes. team as far as its unity went. Yes. Vaccination. Right. Immunization. And he clearly, willfully, and, and almost got a kick out of lying to the media. Yes. He got a kick out of, yes. I, I, I pulled the world yes. over their eyes, didn't yes. I? Right? Mm -hmm. And then he gets COVID and he gets busted. And the Packers get busted. Because it cost him a game. A game they couldn't... They, well, it wasn't going to be the same thing because guess what? They won one more game, still had home field, <laughs> oh, and still got bounced because he... So how did that help you? Well, you the, know, you went, the you, team got busted because it enabled this behavior. Of course. You know, it knew what was going on. Exactly. And, it and they the covered for his life, so they're they complicit. They're but complicit. Skip, guess what? He went laid on some beach, took some potion, and was, 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 was out of his mind. But he knew exactly what was in that concoction. Mm -hmm. Well... He says, I don't want to put anything toxic in my body. And I think it was Mike Florio pointed out that during this interview on the podcast, he was smoking a cigar. Well, that's a lot of people think that's pretty toxic. And everybody know Aaron Rodgers full of beef. Yeah. Everybody know that. Yep. Everybody know. We, we, we've come to that conclusion. Even if you like him, you know he's full of it. He's full of it. And you can't tell me that subliminally this doesn't affect the team in the biggest games of the year. Subliminally. Just deep down... There's not a foundation built between the team and the quarterback. And it can, it, when push comes to shove in a big home playoff game with you being the number one seed, it can really impact. All you. I know is what Devontae said. Devontae said one of the reasons that I went to, to the Raiders was the uncertainty about Aaron Rodgers' future. Mm. Am I in or am I out? Over and over, year after year, time after time, he bounced because he thought Aaron Rodgers would be alive. Oh, no, I'm going to finish this contract out. No, that you're not. Correct. No, you're and not. He knows full well in the bottom of his heart that Derek Carr will never be quite as good as Aaron, never. Aaron Rodgers. But he knows he can count on his old friend from college, Derek Carr. Yep. Gentlemen, time to move on. We've got to talk about one of the biggest looming questions facing <laughs> the NBA as we get ready to start that season. Russell Westbrook. Is he still going to be a Laker come opening night? Mm. That's coming up next on the other side of this break. And I won't back down. Last week, The Athletic reported the Lakers, yes, are looking to trade Russell Westbrook still. This comes on the heels of the purple and gold acquiring Patrick Beverly. Yet, let's say the Lakers can't find a new home for Russ. New head coach Darvin Ham wants to create a well-defined role for the all-star guard. That's according to Mark Stein. Shannon, is Russ a Laker on opening night? I believe he is. Skip, and Darvin Ham has to 
assume that Russ is on the team. So I have to find a road, have a plan for him if he's on the team. The worst, the worst thing to have happen is to not have a plan for something to happen. So let me go ahead and skip. I'm going to go ahead and plan for the future. I don't know. Don't know what's going to happen. But I need to have a plan just in case. Mm -hmm. You know, Mickey Mantle had a famous quote. He said, I'd have taken better care of myself if I'd have known I lived so long. Well, he didn't plan for the future, Skip. And, you know, he had some habits that's off the field that shortened his, that shortened his life. By well, the way, Mickey's car just sold for a 12, record amount of money. What, $12.6 million? Yeah, and that's money. I, I, I became friends with Mickey later in his life, so right. I know all those stories. He, he never made anything close to that kind of money. <laughs> and, and he would have been shocked that his card went for that much. Go ahead. I'm shocked the card's going for yeah. that much. So he has to assume that Russ is going to be on the roster. And I believe I, a part of me wants to believe that Darvin Ham wants to find, says, you know what, I can create a role that Russ can, can thrive in. It is a role. Russ is not a role player. When a role player can, you can identify his role and he can thrive in said role, he has the opportunity to do something really, really well. Darvin Ham says, I can create a role. Identify that role. Say, Russ, this is your role. This is what I need you to do. I need you to dive a little bit more. I need you to play the dunker spot. And that corner three, I'm going to need you to bang that down. <laughs> Good luck with that one, Darwin. The other, the other, the other, the other one's okay. I, I, I can get. He still have enough athleticism. He can't finish with the consistency that he once could, but he still can dive. He still can play that spot, get to it. Or he can, you know, catch it, finish it, uh, finish it, or he can, uh, you know, dish it off. Mm. But Skip, you, you have to. I, I don't see. And th there've been a lot of talk about. Well, they might do what the, uh, the, the Rockets did with John Wall. Skip, I just don't see that happening. That's send him home. Send him or, home. Or try to buy him out. And yeah, John Wall's a phenomenal player, but he has not had the distinguished career that Russ. Russ is a former MVP. He's a multiple, uh, 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 at least a double-digit All-Star participant. He's an All-NBA player on many, many occasions. He's one of the 75 best players to have ever played the game. So that's a little different situation than a John Wall. That's a little different than an Andre Drummond with a Cleveland Cavaliers say, okay, you can dress out, but we're not going to put you in the game. So I don't believe they're going to send him home. I don't believe they'll pay his salary to send him home. And Darvin Ham says, I'm just going to have a, a plan, a role for Russell Westbrook if and when he's on the team. Because if he's on the team, this is your role. If not, we can move in a different direction. So I believe that's all Darvin Ham is doing. I believe part of the hiring process of Darvin Ham was they needed assurance from him that he would accept the mandate to find, as this says, a real role for Russell yeah. Westbrook. A real role. Okay, the problem is he's only 6'3". He's not like 6'10". Right. Where you say, well, you just do that. We can use you to rebound and rim project. Well, no, no, you can't. Yeah. But with any role, if the person is unwilling to accept said role, what good is defining the role for individual if he or she is not willing to accept it? And I got to tell you, the fact that Russell Westbrook made the top 75 all-time that should be rescinded to me after <laughs> last year. I, I don't think nah, he belongs. Well, I just don't. I, I don't see how he qualifies. I don't see him as a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer, though everybody gets into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, so I'm sure that I, I'm sure he'll be whisked right in mm -hmm. because for four out of five years, he averaged a triple-double. We'd never seen that, never thought we ever would see that, and yet he was a solo act of a stat machine. 
who does not translate into winning at the highest level, see Los Angeles Lakers, who got exposed on the biggest stage he'd ever played on, see Los Angeles Lakers, see Hollywood, see Showtime. Now it's sideshow time featuring <laughs> Russell Westbrook. And yet we both agreed he's got the worst hands of any point guard I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. And he was statistically the worst three-point shooter in all of basketball, and he was the fourth-worst free-throw shooter, and yet he did average, what are those numbers, 18? Eight and eight. Eight and eight, I, I guess think they so were. Eight. Eight, 18, eight and eight, or seven and seven. I can't remember. But they're, they're by, by any other standards, right. you say, oh, okay, we can figure that out. Well, can you? You went 33 and 49, in large part because of these numbers, these second-level numbers of the shooting numbers. The turn, He led the league in turnovers per game all the way to the last three when he sat. It, it's, it's hard to overcome all of the above. It's a volatile mix, and you say, you've you got to find a real role. Well, help me out. I, I think I know a good bit about basketball. I, I just don't know how you can find a real role. I don't. It, it almost the translation of that is how can we hide Russell Westbrook for 20 minutes again? <laughs> well, how do you hide him? I don't know how. He brings the ball up the floor. LeBron tried to bless him last year by when LeBron would get the tap, the opening tap, he would hike the ball between his legs to Russ, sort of saying, "Here, I, I you I, bring it up. You you bring it up like here. You're the man. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm showing you. I'm not going to bring it up. I don't want to be the point guard, even though LeBron's by far the best point guard on the team. Right. Still the best passer in basketball. Yet you want the ball in that guy's hands. Right. Why? Is he a great decision maker? No. no. He's he's a horrendous decision maker. We used to come in every morning and that they play after they played, and and we would put together a Russell Westbrook blooper reel a, a turnover <laughs> blooper reel with clown music underneath it because they were all so bad right they, they were he would have eight or ten a game where you'd say that that's just horrendous you'd say a high school kid would get yanked from the game for any one yeah, of those turnovers yeah. right yeah okay like church league players would right. get yanked from the game for any one of but those. skip the thing is is that now everybody knows the lakers wants to get up off russ they do they want those two draft picks they don't want Russ. Any trade is going to have to happen, Skip. I believe a team, they're going to have to get assurances from Russ and his representative. You're getting bought out. They won't. They want, those, they want those draft picks. They, they don't want the player. They want the draft picks that sure will be coming can. along with the players. But again, Skip, you have to be accepting of a role. Skip, I, guys, hey, man, I need you to help me to get this. I say, like, okay, I talked to such and such. He said he can get that. Man, that's the best you can do. Bruh, you asked me to help you get a job. I told you what I did, and you said, well, you're not right. accepting of the role I got. Okay. So is Russ going to be accepting of the role? That's what he is now. He's the third best player on a team. He's not going to be the primary decision maker. He's not going to be the primary ball handler. He's not going to be the primary. He's not going to be first or second scoring option. So what role can what role is he willing to accept? Because he only sees himself, Skip, the man that walks by the mirror only sees himself as a younger version of himself. He doesn't see the man that's aging. Mm. So that's why, Skip, a lot of guys, what they do? When they start getting a middle-aged crowd, what they go get them a sports car, get them a, get them a drop top, get them a Porsche, get them a Ferrari, Lamborghini. Yep. Because they're holding on. LeBron, let it go. Let it go. I'm going to stand by what I said from the start. 
the single best exit strategy out from under, as you say, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, is to pay him and send him addition by subtraction. He is virtually untradeable. Maybe there's some three-way where somebody eats the salary. But they're going to want to buy him out. Okay, the, he, he will not allow buyout. Yes. He's got too much pride for buyout. I want my $47 million. And yet Jeannie has to Jeannie Bus has too much pride to swallow the forty-seven yeah. and send him home, even though that would that's the best way to make the team better. Yeah. It's just to dismiss him. Yeah, it's kinda of, it's kinda of like the, the boss might not want you, but he's not gonna pay you. I'm gonna pay him just to show up. He might not do much while he's here, but he's just gonna show up every day. Okay. And, that, and that's rough, Skip. He might not do anything on the court, yeah. but I'm gonna make him show up and practice and go to meetings and shoot around. Skip, they're not gonna send him home. Hey. I think the thing is he's too he's a too accomplished as okay, a player. I, I, I got it. But trust me, Darvin Ham, if he is forced to try to find a real role for us yeah. about a month into the season, he's going to sit back quietly yeah. behind closed doors and say, Well, he ain't got no hair to pull out. Yeah. There's no hair. <laughs> so, right? yeah. okay. He's just going to say, It's impossible. You, you can't teach the older dog new tricks. There are no new tricks. Especially here. if he's not unwilling, unless he's willing to learn. Is no. he willing to learn? No. Well, if you know when I know. No. Of all the players, he, least willing. Yeah, he's had too much success doing he it has. that way. Agreed. Man. All right, gentlemen. Speaking of success, Aaron Donald, you think he should have been oh, ranked at the go. very top? <laughs> oh, Charles. The top oh, Charles and Charles. List? Here we go. More on that <laughs> coming up after this break. This fall, we're so excited to welcome a little slice of heaven onto the show during the NFL season. Cowboys superstar linebacker Micah Parsons joining us live on Undisputed Tuesdays this season. All right, for the fourth time since this list was created in 2011, Tom Brady finds himself right on top of the NFL's top 100 players list. Finishing second, reigning Super Bowl champion Aaron Donald. Rams defensive line coach Eric Henderson tweeted in shock at Brady being ranked ahead of Donald, saying it's just going to serve as motivation heading into 2022. Shannon, should Aaron Donald have been number one on this list? Yeah. Uh, what Skip told me, they, they factored in the, the postseason because I think Aaron Donald is the most dominant player in football. Um, and sometimes people, a lot of times, most of the time, players, people conflate value with best. Uh, something can be better and not be the better value. For me, I go to Whole Foods because I want the best. If I want value, I go to Costco, I go to Sam's Club. That's, that's how I look at it. And so Aaron Donald is Whole Foods, Skip. He's the best. But if you want value, you go elsewhere. You see what I'm saying, Skip? Did I do that? Did you like that analogy, Skip? <laughs> you hate him. I just... You, just you, finish. <laughs> nobody. Skip, if you look at what his kid, this young man has done, he's a kid, I mean, hell, my kids are his age, I call him a kid, but he's a young man. He's averaging nearly 15 sacks a game over the last four seasons. He's been first-team All-Pro. No, 15 a game. No, 15, 15 a season. season. Yes. Yeah. He's been first-team All-Pro each time the last seven years. He's finished top five in Defensive Player of the Year each of those years, and he's won the award three times. He's Rookie of the Year. He's unquestioned the best defensive player in all of football. I don't think there's no debating that. See, although T.J. Watt did deserve to win Defensive Player of the Year last year. He's constantly double, constantly triple, and his win rate is just, is, is, he's unmatched. And so for me, best and value are two different things, and people are conflating the two. 
yes, the quarterback has more value, especially the top quarterbacks has more value than a defensive player mm. or any player. But that doesn't mean they're the best. So for me, I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be even, even up for debate, especially what I saw him do in the championship game mm. and what I do see them do in the Super Bowl. Those are moments. Everybody needs to have that moment. Uh, you know, Bryce Young had a Heisman Trophy moment when he threw that game, tying touchdown against against Auburn. Guys have moments. The Aaron Donald, I need you. I, I, I've been saying you're the best defensive player in all of football. I need a moment. I need one time for you to raise. And so, Skip, I can come out there on a Monday, and Skip got no words to counter my argument. He says, okay, I got that for you all. Mm-hmm. And he did that to Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said, I need one. I said, now, you're on the biggest stage. You didn't know if you'd ever get back here in 2016. And all Skip did was talk about the one little, little measly pressure that you had. I said, I need you to stand head and shoulders above everybody. Mm. He said, I got you. Mm. And he did that. Mm. So I need you to get a man his props. Mm. He should have been number one because mm. he's the best player. I'm not saying he's the most valuable. I'm saying he's the best player in football. I, I can't. By the way, that was a first for Undisputed. The word conflating has been used for the first time. <laughs> you do a great job of that because that's what you've done. Okay. I guess we're conflating the difference between valuable and best. Yes. And to me, they're synonymous. No, they're not. You can't say he's the best at his position, even though his position isn't as valuable as another position. Skip, if I got, let me, let's just say for the sake of argument, I got 10 kids. I'm not shopping at Whole Foods because the value isn't there. I'm going to a Sam Club. I'm going to a Costco. It's all about value. Mm-hmm. So th- that's what I'm trying to get at. What you're trying to do that's is That's actually that- the opposite argument. About- no! Value is Whole Foods because they're the most valuable things you can put in your mouth. No, you yeah. can trust them more than what you might buy at Sam's yeah, Club but, at, at bulk. But I would go broke mm-hmm. trying to feed a family of 10 you would. shopping at Whole okay, Foods. Okay, I got that. The problem is, what, what do you call him, Aaron Charles Donald? Yeah. ACD? <laughs> I think you develop ADD when you talk about ACD, as in attention deficit disorder, (laughs) because you overlook so many games when he's a non-factor to me. I've watched so many Aaron Donald games where I turn off the TV at the end. I think, wait a second, did he play? Did 99 play today? It's because he gets stuffed in the middle. It's because he does get double blocked or triple blocked if you want to really go there. They showed one play where he was triple blocked last night. I think they showed every single Aaron Donald highlight in his entire career all in one little segment last night to make him look like Superman. No, they they, they didn't do that. They They didn't do that. Okay. The problem I'm having is that T.J. Watt, I forget what he was on the list, like seventh maybe or whatever. He made the top ten. But he was the defensive player of the year. So a whole bunch of people thought that he was better than Aaron Donald. Yeah. And the reason they did is because he led the league in sacks. Mm -hmm. And the reason he's more valuable to me than Aaron Donald is because edge rusher is a more valuable position than interior defensive lineman, defensive tackle. But my guy closer to the quarterback than your guy. My guy's closer to the he, quarterback. He starts closer, yes. but he doesn't finish closer yeah. because T.J. Watt, they were showing film of him. I, I'm like, he is just a hellacious 
force of nature. Oh, he's unbelievable. He had an unbelievable season. He's playing with energy. So does Aaron. Aaron plays with high energy. But but T.J. Watt is possessed coming off the edge. He gives you every last ounce, every single snap. And he's got twist and bend and athletic explosion to him that's pretty stunning on tape. You just sit back and say, Phew. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's huge. He's like six, I think he's like 6'4". So he's, he's not like, you know... He's not quite as bendy as Bond and 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 and, no. Derek, and Derek and Derek Thomas were uh, at that age, but he's get, pretty bendy. He, he's he he's I think got, he's more powerful than he, those he's guys. He's got strength power, yeah, yeah. like natural strength, yeah. and there's some weight room strength. Obviously, his brother lives in the weight room, yeah. maybe to his detriment. Yes, I think he hurt himself. Yes, but T.J. Watt to me, if if you if you gave me a choice for a season, I could have Aaron Donald or T.J. Watt. I'm taking T.J. Watt because I know he's going to get to the quarterback. He's going to hit the quarterback. He's going to hurry the quarterback. It's a more it's it's why Jimmy Johnson, when I first knew him in 1989, he said, "You win in this game of football, whether it's college or pro." And Jimmy had come straight out of the University of Miami. He said, "Edge rush cornerback. That's who you win with. Edge rush cornerback because the edge rusher can make the cornerback even better because he can make the quarterback throw it faster and with without as much calculation." Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, it's all about rushing the passer. It's why, in the end, in the long haul, Micah Parsons will become more valuable than Aaron Donald to me. Maybe not right now, but over time he will be. Aaron, well, I hope that uh, uh, I hope I get an opportunity to see guys that we can say consider uh, the best defensive players of all time. Um, I'm very fortunate that I was in the league with Reggie White. I was in the league with Dion. Dion's a year older than I am, so I got to see LT, I've gotten an opportunity. I'm not in the league, obviously, now, but to say I got an opportunity to see with my own eyes four or five guys that go into the handful of this and can say they were the best defensive players of all time, I hope I'm able to see that. But, Skip, you do realize that's an awful high bar to clear. Only one man has ever cleared eight feet in a high jump. That's Javier Sotomayor. Okay, I got it. That's a very high bar you put and right. said he can be Aaron Donald now. Okay, my issue is that I watched Aaron Donald five times against my Cowboys, and he registered one sack in seven total solo I can, I, You know what I can do? One sack. I can go back and give you five games in which Tom Brady played against the Denver Broncos. One of them was against Shannon Sharp in 2002. And I can go back and show you in the playoff game against the Denver Broncos where he didn't play particularly well. Skip, I can do that. I can go show you ten games. You named a player. I can go okay, show you ten games of, in which he didn't play well. Okay, speaking of Tom Brady, I saw Aaron Donald play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and have zero sacks, one solo tackle, and one hit on the quarterback. Did you see him in the divisional round last yeah, year? Yeah, I did. What did he do? Okay, but in, in a Monday night football game at GOAT at Tampa two years ago, do you remember this game? And they, they actually won they it. They won it. They won the game. Yeah. Would you believe that he played 62 snaps, did Aaron Charles Donald, 62 snaps, he registered no stats across the board. Zero sacks, zero tackles, zero tackle for loss, zero hits on the quarterback. What about last zero, year? Zero, zero, zero. You remember that game they played early yeah. in the year when I was running right here after Sean McVay mm-hmm. ran down the sideline and you yeah. got all upset? What did he do to Tom? Mm. You better stop mm-hmm. playing with this man, He's Skip. pretty good. I, I'm not playing. I'm just saying I, I can do better than that. No, you can't can do, do better. What do you mean? I can do better with T.J. Watt. No, I can do better. I'm not saying T.J. Watt is not phenomenal, but T.J. Watt is not better player right now than Aaron Donald. I just take him. He's more valuable to me because of his position that he plays. Aaron Donald can get nullified in in all the wash. There's a lot of wash going on in there, and he gets caught up in it. And, yes, he terrorized Joe Burrow 
who got sacked during the regular season 51 times, which led all of football, and in the postseason 19 times he, he got sacked, which by far led the playoffs. Did he terrorize Tom Brady in the playoffs? So how was Tom Brady's line? He, he, he terrorized him. him. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Brady scored 24 unanswered against him. How many times did he get 24 sacked? 24 unanswered. How many turnovers did he have? Brady have. How many times did he get sacked? Did they win or did I, they lose? I don't lose? think Aaron Donald was the difference in that game. Aaron Donald is always the difference. Yeah. Cooper, yeah. Cooper Cup is always the, the, the difference. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Tom Brady wasn't going against Cooper Cup. Mm. He was going against Aaron Donald, mm. Vaughn Miller, mm. Floyd. And not, now they got an all-pro at every level. They got J. Skip, they had three guys in the top ten. They did. Three! Good for them. They can win it all again? They're going to beat y'all. Mm. Do the Cowboys play the Rams? By the way, guys, for yep. our viewers oh, who yeah. are wondering, conflating is a gerund or a participle, and it means combining two things, and that will conclude our grammar lesson here on Undisputed <laughs> Today. Up next, that though, we're going to talk about my LSU and New Orleans guy, OBJ. Skip, do you need to be worried about him returning to the Giants? Stay tuned. <laughs> the the answer's next. Odell Beckham Jr. is getting the big blue faithful fan base going after commenting to a fan suggesting he returns to the Giants. Yeah, he's still a free agent. OBJ responded, quote, we'll see, while expressing his desire wanting to win a Super Bowl with his former team. Shannon, what is going on here? Scoop, I think Odell is just being positive, showing love. Probably this is the maturity of Odell Beckham. Maybe in years past, Odell was like, man, forget them. They had their opportunity, that OBJ, and they blew that. Um, <clears throat> I think this is just a new phase of his life and where he is in his life. Why the hell would he ever think about going back to the Giants and play with Daniel Jones? After you just had a taste, you just won the Super Bowl, you finally got a quarterback that could get you the ball, hit you right in stride. You never break stride with a pass. And you're willing to go back to Daniel Jones to the Giants and lose when this is really the only time that you've ever won? Man, look, I get it. OBJ Skip, you want to keep that thing positive. You're on social media. Hey, hey, you know, I would love to win that title Super Bowl. I miss my big blue brothers, yada, yada, yada. I get all that. But ain't no way in hell Odell, Odell going back to uh, uh, the Giants to do what? Mm. Man, do you know, how, Skip, coming off an injury, the last, if, if I'm coming off an injury, Skip, I understand where I am in my progression. Uh, uh, um, I just want to come back into a great situation where I get a chance to win. I get a chance to compete. Mm. Boy, there's nothing worse than losing and being injured or coming off an injury. And I got nothing to look forward to. Daniel Jones is not it. Mm. Hell, what you call him was going to beat him out for the job? Tyrod Taylor was going to win that job had he not got hurt. And all they're talking about going back. Look, I get it. I think, look, he wants a, a DC, he wants decent money. Odell does not want to play for minimum. Um, and, and I think uh, uh, Kelly Stafford, Matthew Stafford's wife, tweeted, OBJ, Matthew misses him, and he should come home. And OGA basically paraphrased, say, you know what I'm waiting on, Miss Big Bro Matthew. You guys can hold it down till Miss Susan. I'll come join you late and win a ring. Mm. That's what he talking about. I keep telling you, Skip, the man not. Once he get right, mm. and all again with, ooh, with Marcus Robinson, Cuba Cup, mm. ooh, mm. The tight end, uh, Higby, the tight end, they got other, uh, 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 he came in and played well. I think Kip Higby got Bryson, uh, I forget mm -hmm. his last name. His yep. dad was an offensive tackle with the Tennessee Titans. I forget his name off the top of my head. Yeah. Ooh, Stafford, and now you got B-Wags, you got J-Ram, you mm -hmm. got, 
Leonard Floyd's still there. I ain't even mentioned Charles. Mm. I don't even he, I just, he just go by 99. Mm. You know, some, some people, they just go by number. Mm. 99. Mm. I, from here Sometimes on out, he goes by zero, zero. From moving forward, yep. I will not long, I will no longer call him AD. Mm. 99. You know really? what I'm talking about. Okay. <sighs> Shannon Sharp. This is the ultimate act of desperation. Odell is indicating, yeah, I, I would love to come back because he's got unfinished business there. Unfortunately, Eli retired, right? I think he <laughs> retired. The last time I looked, he's gone. And it feels like Daniel Jones never got there in the first no, place, no, right? No, 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 no. Okay. It is still curious to me why the Rams just didn't go ahead and lock up Odell, even though he has a ways to go with his ACL rehab. Yes. And... It, it it just there there's something wrong with this picture. Why didn't they jump on this? I think Odell's starting to get a little antsy. Why wouldn't they just say we'll give you X and it, it doesn't have to be a whole lot of money? I know he wants his money, but nobody's jumping on him. Why wouldn't he go back to the greatest situation he ever fell into, which was opposite of Cooper Cup? Yeah. And the more I watched the Cooper Cup part of this top 100 last year, uh, last night. It, <laughs> he is he, ridiculous. He, he is ridiculous. <laughs> he is astounding to me what he pulled off as, as a kid who coming out of high school had nobody who wanted him. Finally, at the last second, Eastern Washington said, okay, we'll take a shot mm -hmm. with you. He dominated the way nobody's ever dominated. I still, in my heart of hearts, believe that Devontae, and when I watched the tape of Devontae last night, I think he's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But when I watched what Cooper Cup did all the way up through the Super Bowl, it, it is a staggering yeah. achievement. You might not ever see a performance like that again. I, I don't know. Because we've seen guys have great regular season, Skip, and not be able to follow it up in the postseason. We've seen guys have okay regular season, but not and, and, and do be outstanding in the postseason. For him to go get you 144, 145 yeah. catches, get you 1,900 yards, and then do what he did in the postseason? And he said his favorite play was actually the little jet sweep that he ran for the big first, first down. down. In the Super Bowl, that was his favorite play of the year. Well, it's a running play right. because he can run after catch. He's bigger than my, people think, too, Skill. Okay, I got it. And my point to you is how sweet it was for Odell. It's the perfect spot to be opposite him because he's getting all the attention, yes. especially as the stakes increase. Mm -hmm. So so to me, I'm, I'm still surprised. And then the, the, this McCutcheon kid for the Rams this year in the camp, he, mm -hmm. he's been a revelation for them right. out of Montana State. Right. And he's been taken over, and I'm, I'm starting to wonder, are they thinking, well, we can pay this kid nothing, and, and he can do basically what Odell did for us last year. Is that what's going on here? No. Because it's, it's starting to concern me for your sake and for Odell's sake that nobody's jumping on him, and we're, we're just a couple of weeks away from game one. If you look at the guys that got re-signed by the yeah. team that, that, turned, that tore the ACLs, Godwin got drafted by Tampa. Michael Gallup got drafted by the mm -hmm. Cowboys. So there was a sense of loyalty that's kind of like family. Okay, I, I got it. But both of them are, are trying to get back for game one. Right. Right? Yes. And I don't know. Is Odell going to be available at midseason or what? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Did, Obviously, did, 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 did you tell to you midseason? He told you midseason. Okay. Well, is that right? Yeah. All right, guys. Yes, you got to be done with this one. <laughs> Great stuff. But moving on, how special would LeBron have been if he kept playing football? More on that when we come back.
So LeBron gearing up for year 20 in the NBA. What do you think his football career would have looked like? If it picked up steam after high school, these highlights surfaced on Instagram. The King revealed just how close he came to playing in the NFL during the lockout in 2011. He actually had offers from the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Shannon, would LeBron have been an impact player in the NFL? You're laughing at LeBron James? No, Skip. Look, there were a lot of great high school football players that aren't in the National Football League. And to assume because LeBron James were good for two years in high school and he's an all-time great basketball player, he would have been great in football is disrespectful to the guys that play the game of football. It's not, now, Skip, if you want to say, you know what, would Deion Sanders been a better football, baseball player had he just devoted all his time to baseball? Would Bo Jackson been a better football player if he'd have just... But because we saw those, a uh, Brian Jordan, People don't remember Brian Jordan, but he was a, 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 a Pro Bowl safety with the Atlanta uh, uh, Falcons yep. that gave up ba uh, football to become a very good baseball player for yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Now, if you want to debate that, because we've seen them go back and forth. Bo went, went to the All-Star game in both football and basketball, Pro Bowl and football, All-Star game. Dion, if you go back and look at the, the series that they lost to Toronto, look how well Dion played in that. But, Skip, we've got to stop this notion because somebody was great, is great in one sport, we automatically assume they would have been great in another sport. Yeah, well, he played, you know, he played baseball in high school, and he could... Bruh, do you know how many great baseball players there are in high school that basically get to the minors and that's far as they go? And some guys, some guys weren't great, aren't great in high school, and sometimes they just flourish. I just can't sit here and say, because LeBron James, I believe, is the best basketball player ever would have been the equivalent of the same in football. Are you talking about just taking the contact? Well, Skip, how many 6'9 receivers we've ever seen? I mean, Harold Carmichael is the tallest receiver I know of, and he's 6'8". And, and Harold's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But, Skip, I mean, that means LeBron... I think he chose the right sport. I think LeBron James knew, knows he chose the right sport. But to say that because he's historically great in basketball, he would have been the equivalent in football... I just okay, think that's... I, a... I'm not going to go equivalent, but 6'9", extremely athletic. I believe... And to, at, Skip, he's 250, 260. Okay, okay. Wide receiver? As a tight end. He's a, a wide a, receiver. As a red zone threat, okay? <laughs> I, I believe at his apex, at, at the peak of his career, he could have run, I don't know, maybe 4'6", 40, 4'5", maybe. But, but he can run. Yeah, yeah. And... You put all those together, and he's got good hands. He can catch. We just saw him catch footballs. So I, I'm saying, could he have not made an impact if he'd wanted to? Yeah, okay. I... Now you got to get tackled, and you got to get hit hard. Yeah. And you got to want. You got to have the stomach. You you got to have the the sort of the, the mentality to take it, as you know. And it ain't fun. But he, if he had really wanted to do that, could he have been an impact? Yes, he could have been an impact. But, but, Skip, this notion that guys that don't make it don't want to have an impact or don't want to play at this league. Mm -hmm. And guys that have played football from Pop Warner and high school and don't play in the NFL. Okay, I, I got it. But th this is pie in the sky. But what if LeBron had decided, I want to be a Hall of Fame left tackle? You don't think he could have been a Hall of Famer? But, damn, Skip, you want a man to be 350? Okay, well, he, he could be 320. Yeah, he, he could be 320. Easy, okay. yeah, 6'9". Yeah. with that kind of athletic, with those kind of feet, but left tackle, he'd be brilliant, man. He he would be all world. Let's go. But you have to want to do that.
skip the man would have had to put on like 80 pounds. Okay, I'm just saying, could he have done it if he'd felt like it? No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you saying LeBron James is the greatest athlete ever then? I didn't say that. That's what you said. I say Deion Sanders is could, because he was an all-state basketball could, player. Could, could, could Michael Jordan have put on for a little weight and been a, a wide receiver or a defensive back? Sure. No, nah, you got about it. He played no football. Well, so played, now, played a little bit of baseball. Okay, you two went the exact opposite on we this did. one from we where I did. thought you were going to go. I love LeBron James. <laughs> no, so, you don't. No, you don't. Don't let it fool you, Rob. Coming up next, gentlemen, I need to get your opinion on the possibility of a reunion between Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks. Let's break all that down when we come back on Undisputed. Like LeBron, Carmelo Anthony gearing up for season number 20. Does not appear like the Lakers will re-sign him. They look like they're focusing on getting younger. According to a report, Melo does have an interest in returning home to the Knicks. Shannon, good idea or bad idea? Skip, that's a bad idea for me because I want to see him go get 10 to 13 points on a contending team. I think that's how Carmelo, I get it, wanting to go home. He had some of his best years. He had the guard buzzing when he was in his prime, Skip, and Every night, the guard was buzzing when Carmelo was there because you know he was going to put on a spectacular show. And I get the, I, I get it, wanting to go home. But I want to see Carmelo be on a contending team. I want Carmelo to get an opportunity to put 10, 13 points coming out the bench on a team that can contend for a championship. I don't think bad idea. I just think sad idea. Yeah. Like, this is the last thing I want to see, even though Melo had his moments last year at the Lakers. Yeah. He was a pretty dependable, right. trustworthy three-point off-the-bench Fire starter. I mean, Skip, I mean, Melo, think about it now, Skip. You're going back to the garden where you was once the guy, and you're going to be coming off the bench. Mm. I, I, that's not going to have the same buzz. I mean, I understand the building, but don't you want to come off the bench for a team that could possibly get to the finals? I don't know. It's his career. A little nostalgia, perhaps. Gentlemen, great stuff today, but we're out of time. It always goes too fast. That's it for us. Everybody have a great Monday.